What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 158 and we're we're talking a fighting game. I know it's been a while. I know some of you are fighting junkies that are junking for your fights and I'm sorry that we don't cover more of these The simple fact of the matter is that I suck, suck at fighting games, and I just didn't play a lot of them growing up. I respect the genre, I like watching high-end fighting game play, they're just not my, they're they're Brussels sprouts, I just don't like them, that's all. Um, So I just want you fighters to know that I hear your cries, I'm making efforts to help cover, or to, 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 to cover a little bit more fisticuffs here on Remember the Game, and so this time around, we're talking Killer Instinct, which is one of the few fighting games that I played as a kid, albeit primarily on the Game Boy. Uh, oh god i mean my we're not covering the game boy version my friend had it for the snes i thought it was really really cool i told my parents about it and then they ended up getting me the game boy version which was awful it was impossible to look at it played like shit it might be responsible for my lazy eye to be honest with you um but I did play the SNES version when I could. I really liked it. I want to talk about it on the show. And to make sure I don't sound completely stupid, uh, I went out and got a ringer for a guest making his Remember the Game debut is my buddy and the killer to my instinct, Mr. Mike the Ref. Some of you may know him from his Twitch streams or his dealings around Remember the Game Industries. He's a hell of a guy. He's a great guest. And uh, and I think you won't hate this episode. Or maybe, maybe you will. I, but if you do, it won't be Mike's fault. I promise that. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of stuff that you might hate but won't be Mike's fault, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are fairly beefy. They're about 40 minutes. But, 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 but. They're fun. It's lots of video game talk and stuff like that. It's good times. Our intro is like the tutorial level in a video game before shit gets crazy, except it isn't boring. It's one of the fun tutorial levels. Uh, I got to start it off by plugging merchandise. We have merch, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, etc., including our new very well-received video game mashups lineup which has nothing to do with the podcast they just look awesome they were drawn by my man joe over at 4545creative.com and uh they're just like uh mashups you know fan art of of famous characters squished together king dowser is personally my favorite king dowser i really even if you're not gonna buy one if you just like video game art just have a quick look at them you can find them at rememberthegamepodcast.com and if you're interested it's a great way to support the show uh and of course if you don't like clothes then you can always just support us on patreon it's only two bucks us a month two bucks the change in your ashtray of your car and you'll get two extra podcasts every week for that you get exclusive access to both my gaming news show game patch every friday and my gaming discussion show expansion pass every sunday you'll also get instant access to the entire back catalog well over a hundred podcasts just waiting to be downloaded onto your phone or eight track tape player fucking whatever uh this past sunday on expansion pass we talked about games that would benefit from the battle royale treatment the the 99 treatment like tetris 99 pac-man 99 super mario brothers 35 they were all awesome uh so we thought like what other games would work in that format and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of that episode last sunday's expansion pass games that need the battle royale treatment
But Raging Demon wrote in and said, Sonic 99, it could be like the race mode from Sonic 3, but you dump bad nicks into your opponent's zone based on your score, not just speed. It would be so awesome. And I actually thought that like, yeah, if they did a Sonic game, but maybe it was like every enemy you kill shows up on other people's screens, but you just have to run to the end of the level. And maybe you have like, if it's, if it's Sonic 99, maybe you have 99 seconds. And every time you beat a level, depending on how fast you beat the level or something, it adds more time back to your timer. And then you go to another level and it fills up with enemies from other people's levels that they've killed that are dropping into your levels. Like I'm not, I just, the only reason I didn't put Sonic on my list and I did put Super Mario World is simply because I like Super Mario a little bit better. And I think it would translate better. And I was trying to figure out how to make a Sonic game work, but like there's something there, you know, a Sonic 99, a Sonic 99 could work. I agree with that. There's, there's a way to make it work. Before Mario Brothers 35, I was like, no way you can make a battle royale out of fucking Super Mario Brothers. And they did it. So I'm sure there's a way to make Sonic work. Uh, Morgan wrote in and said Zelda 99. So that was last Sunday's episode. And now for this weekend show, it's the much anticipated episode number 69. And I don't know what the topic's going to be. Our poll is running right now. Supporters, that, admittedly, this is one of the perks that's at our higher Patreon levels. Two bucks gets you all the podcasts and stuff. At a couple of our higher levels, you can do things like you get a birthday card, you get discounts on our merch, you can vote for uh, topics for us to cover on Expansion Pass. And that poll is running right now. So I don't know what this weekend is going to be. But there's four or five great topics that are all running in the running for that vote right now that'll be over on thursday so again two bucks gets you instant access to all those podcasts plus all the upcoming ones plus you support me and support remember the game industries plus you get access to our discord the chance to vote in our patreon poll every month to figure out a game we cover on remember the game you can submit comments on all our podcasts you can dm with me and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name on the show, just like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons, Strife89, Thermopolis, I'm sure I said that wrong, and Vomit the Soul. Thank you all very much, and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. We're almost 350 patrons, which is just... Thank you so much for the support. It's more appreciated than you know. Uh, you can find me on Twitch if you're interested. Look for Member the Game on Twitch, not Remember the Game. Uh, I stream pretty well every Tuesday night. We play Tetris 99. And then I just kind of hop in there whenever I have the opportunity. It's completely free. If you just hit me with a follow, it'll tell you whenever I'm online. And you can come by and argue with me. And it's lots of fun. I have a P.O. box if you'd like to just shoot me a postcard or a letter or something. Uh, you can find that address at RememberTheGamePodcast.com or at the end of this episode. And I'll shoot you a postcard back and we'll be friends and uh, i think that's all i'm gonna plug yeah that's all i'll plug this week that's enough blowing myself let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge it is our opening segment here on the show i read a few comments and questions from our patrons usually gaming related but not always and we do in fact call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows all right he blows big time that's it honey get into the spirit ah. Let's blow. Our first blower this week is MikeyNL83, who wrote in and said, Hi, Adam. First off, thank you for all of your hard work. Remember, the game is awesome, and I listen to it most nights while falling asleep. That <laughs> now you can die peacefully, knowing that some weird Dutch guy falls asleep next to his wife while listening to your voice. Dude, you didn't even have to ask a question, Mikey. You would have gotten red just for that, because that makes me feel great. 
and disgusting at the same time. But thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Mike, <laughs> fuck, uh, your voice puts me to sleep. Mikey continued and said, my question for you. I have never really played a wrestling game and I've never really watched it on TV. But however, I really enjoy your podcasts about wrestling games. Uh, would I enjoy those games without knowing any of the characters? And speaking for yourself, are the games more about story and context of wrestling, or is it all about the gameplay and fighting mechanics? Kind regards and shout out to all the fellow hot dogs around the globe. Well, thank you, Mikey, for writing in. Um, you know what? That's a tough question. I think it goes both ways. I think there are wrestling games that are primarily... Pri- There's my voice crack for the week. That was early. Uh, I think there are wrestling games that are primarily geared toward... People that, like, they're just fun wrestling experiences. And I think there's also wrestling games that are incredibly deep and about the characters and about the story and stuff like that. I absolutely think you can go into a wrestling game not knowing anything about wrestling and still have fun. Obviously, the more you know about it, the more playable it's going to be. That said, like, I don't think, like, the last couple WWE 2K games have kind of sucked balls. They didn't even release one last year. The one that's coming up this year, the jury's out. We'll see. Um, the other really big wrestling company in the, one of the big, at least here in North America is AEW. Uh, and they're working on a game that'll be coming out next year, but I don't know how that'll be yet. Um, I don't know what consoles you own or what you play on. I, if I was going to suggest a game, I think personally, my favorite wrestling game of the last little while is probably fire pro wrestling world on the PS4 and PS5. It's very, uh, tough to learn i guess you could say as far as the gameplay goes but you put on incredible it's so much fun once you get into the mechanics and it's not wwe or anything it's new japan pro wrestling you can pretty well put any wrestler you want into it there's a there's a ton of depth there like as far as the rosters go not a lot of story content or anything either so that one might be a good intro uh if you've got ret dude if you have retro consoles available to you I wouldn't really recommend playing too much prior to the PS1, Nintendo 64. They're fun, but they're not anything special. Uh, The Nintendo 64 has the holy quartet of WCW NWO World Tour, WCW NWO Revenge, WWF WrestleMania 2000, and WWF No Mercy. I would recommend playing any of those. I don't think you need to know much about wrestling to enjoy any of those games. Um, WCW NWO Revenge might be the best one as far as like, you don't need to know anything about pro wrestling. There's no story content. You just play it. All the, the career modes are just like, just like any other fighting game where you fight your way through a ladder of wrestlers and then win a championship. That's a lot of fun to play. So that would probably be my recommendations. Or if you're on the PS2, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain is another great game as well. Um, the more you know about wrestling, the more you'll enjoy it. But I think they're fun to play either way, personally. It's hard for me to answer because I've always, I've loved pro wrestling since... I was a little kid, but I think that, yeah, there, there's certainly games out there that you would really enjoy. So feel free to DM me if you want to talk about that a little more and let me know what consoles you got. And maybe I could steer you in the right direction. And thank you for letting me put you to sleep. I, that's That makes a guy feel good, Mikey. Uh, <laughs> Vomit the Soul wrote in and said, What's up, Adam? Super pumped to finally be a hot dog. We're super pumped to have you, Vomit. Have you, Vomit. Uh, vomit said this podcast brightens up my day. So thank you for all your hard work, but I'll keep this short. A game that needs to be on the show that some people have forgotten is manhunt. You know what? It's vomit. I never played the first manhunt. I played manhunt two, whichever one was on the Wii. I think it was manhunt two. I'm sure that that's like 
probably near the bottom of the food chain as far as Manhunt games and iterations go. But I actually fucking really, really liked that game. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I would like to track down and play Manhunt. I don't know what it's a, the original. Um, I have a PS3 and a GameCube here. I don't know if I can get my hands on either one. But I want you to know, Manhunt is... Um, it's It's not... Like, it's not going to be next week's episode, but I do know of the franchise. I think Manhunt 2 is fucking awesome. I don't know why we haven't gotten another Manhunt game. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking t- I'll add that, add that, we'll add that to maybe a Patreon poll if I can find a way to play it. Cause I'd like to try the Manhunt games or the first Manhunt game, pardon me, or to play one without the fucking Wii and the goddamn Wiimote controls. Uh, stupid monkey wrote in and just said, damn it. When is the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game coming out? I would like to fucking know that myself, stupid monkey. I'm starting to get worried that it's not coming this year we haven't like they announced it shredder's revenge everyone was like this looks awesome we've all been super excited and then it's just kind of disappeared so i'm starting to wonder if maybe that's not coming until next year which <laughs> that seems to be that is the the theme for 2021 coming in 2022 so we'll we'll see but yeah nothing yet fuck i can't wait for that game either ham and agar wrote in and said just curious adam do you ever find ways to incorporate video games into your stand-up comedy or is that too much of a specific topic for the masses yeah it is agar i do know a couple comedians that tell a couple of jokes about video games and uh honestly like they usually don't i'm not saying that they're bad jokes but they miss more than they hit because you're right it is such a niche topic it's like i mean i think you can reference mario or you know what I mean? Like our princess, you know, the princess or Bowser and people would get that. But if I was to go up there and be like, can you guys believe that Sephiroth actually did this and this to Cloud and Zack in Final Fantasy VII? What were they thinking? Like I, you know what I, like I, I, I actually consider trying to write a set about video games specifically tailored to remember the game. Um, but no, no one, I, I would be, it'd be impossible to get booked for it. And that'd be really hard to write a set completely on video games. So no, I, I actually stay away from video games pretty well altogether on stage because yeah, it's just, it's a very niche topic and old people fucking are crotchety and don't get it. Fucking old, old people to quote most is like, I mean, call this an unfair generalization if you must, but old people are no good at everything, including laughing at video game jokes. Uh, Jafar wrote in and said, Hey Adam, I mentioned it on a different post, but I wanted to thank you for showing Balloon Fight, the respect it deserved in your Game of the Year episode. It's one of my favorite NES games to pick up and play casually, and I've bought it several times through various virtual consoles. Balloon Fight gets dismissed as a Joust clone, and while it owes a lot to Joust, it perfected the formula with better gameplay and a great soundtrack. I would suggest an episode about it, but I'm not sure if there's enough meat on the bone. It's an obvious candidate for the 99 treatment, but I guess we will wait and see. I won't lie to you, Jafar, I fucking totally forgot about balloon fight for 99 god damn it um yeah if you guys missed it a few weeks ago on expansion pass i ranked every i I picked my game of the year from every year from 1985 to 2020 it's actually my favorite expansion pass i think and in 1986 i picked balloon fight because i also fucking love that game and i agree with you that game does not get the love it deserves it is so much fun i played it a ton as a kid i wish we'd get i don't know like you couldn't release like a 60 dollar balloon fight but like I wish we could get like a fucking Bloom Fight HD or just something new with Bloom Fight. Because yes, fuck yeah. Thank you, Jafar, for showing Bloom Fight the respect it deserves. Because that game fucking owns. And people that know fucking know. 
Uh, a couple more here, and then we'll we'll move on. Uh, a sharp J wrote in and say, "Hey," or wrote in. Pardon me. A sharp J wrote in and said, "Hey, Adam, I wanted to talk about obscure game consoles real quick. Even though I laugh at all the shit you give the Saturnians every week, I too belong to a very small population known as Turbo Graphics Sixteenians. I, <laughs> I do not remember how this console ended up in my house when I was a kid, but this somehow got acquired while also owning a Super Nintendo. No other kid that I knew owned this system. I mean, the games came on these little credit card shaped things, and it only had one." controller part controller port so what more could you expect from it it had some great games though like bonk's adventure and final lap twin which was a racing game with an rpg mode wow no i'm definitely not asking you to cover the system or any of its games because i don't want any of the smoke that the saturnians get but have you ever played this system or any of its games i think a few got released on virtual console a while back if not did you know any other weird games or cons did you own any other weird games or consoles as a kid that nobody else had uh, so to answer your second question first, Jay, no, I didn't. I don't think I ever owned one of the free consoles, like the 3D. I'm, my buddy Chris had a 3DO, and I'd go over and play Road Rash all the time, and I thought it was awesome. Um, I don't think I knew anyone that had a Turbo Graphics. Anyone. And a couple people have asked me about that. Like, have you ever played the Turbo Graphics 16? I'll be honest with you, I've never played, physically seen, uh, or held the controller. Uh, of a turbo graphic 16 i've seen the mini console the new mini they released in the odd store uh, a couple people have asked if i'm gonna pick it up i don't think i am i just have so many playstation sega nintendo xbox those games that i want to play that i feel like it would just it would sit there and not do anything i like yeah i never i never played it i never have touched a turbo graphics but you're right. No, I'm not I'm not going to throw nearly the shade at the Turbo Graphics fans as I am the goddamn Sega Saturnians. Though they're fucking oh, like I said, the fucking lice of the remember the game head. You motherfucking Saturnian fans that just won't fucking leave me alone. I feel like I fucking have dreams about the Saturn where I'm getting crushed by a giant Sega Saturn at night, but then when it lands on me, it doesn't hurt because it's empty because the fucking thing didn't have any good games. <laughs> One more before we get to letter time letter. Emily Luna wrote in and says, so due to a random glitch, I lost six hours of progress in my first Pokemon Nuzlocke. Yeah, I'm not sure what Nuzlocke is, but my first Pokemon Nuzlocke yesterday. In honor of this, my question to you is, what's the worst thing that's happened to you in a game you enjoy that has made you seriously consider never touching it again? I mean, that's a good question, Emily. I'm sure all, lots of us have had that like, oh my God, I didn't save and I need to redo this or my save got corrupted or the game froze or, or fucking whatever. I have to think about this. And you know what story came to my head is actually fairly recent. Anyone that comes by my Twitch streams regularly might remember this. When I was playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for the podcast here, I was playing it for the first time. I'd never really gotten into a Grand Theft Auto game, and I was really digging San Andreas. I was having a lot of fun with it. And there was this fucking mission where you okay so there was two instances where i lost my temper at san andreas and i know some of you might be thinking the remote control plane part like i was good i was i ended up beating that but i was just about ready to just i was just like i'm not even this isn't gonna make me stop playing i'm like this just sucks and i don't do it anymore but there were two instances where i was like if this hadn't won the patreon poll i would have stopped playing the first was when i found out that my swimming wasn't leveled up enough to be a good enough swimmer to fucking take on some stupid mission. And then I ended up literally just spending like an hour 
down by this boat swimming around in circles trying to get my fucking swimming skill leveled up enough to do it. And then one of our listeners who will remain anonymous, stupid arrow handle, gave me a code to enter on the, he sent it to me via the Twitch chat and was like, yo, if you enter this code, your swimming level is instantly level up. So I entered the code and all I did was fucking call the goddamn police and get me killed. But that wasn't even what made me think about quitting. That was more funny. I just thought it was annoying. What made me think about quitting was there's this mission where you have to like go after a helicopter and take it down while you're running away from the cops with like a rocket launcher. And I fucking probably died on this mission a half a dozen times. And then I finally did it. I got way ahead of the helicopter, turned around, and as the helicopter's flying toward me, I'm launching rockets at it, and I got it. But when it crashed, it landed on me and killed me, and then it ended the mission, and it said it failed, and I had to do it again. That was the time where I, oh god, I almost said, fuck this game. If it hadn't won our Patreon poll, that might have been it, because I was so angry. Oh, God, I was angry at that. But that's probably, like, I can't think of a time when, like, a save I had corrupted or anything like that. I've had a few experiences in RPGs, and it's a lesson I think every retro gamer learns, where I got cocky and didn't save when I could, thinking, like, I'm not going to die. And then I fucking died and had to redo a bunch of the game. I guarantee you some of you are nodding as you're listening to this, like, yeah, I fucking, I've been there, I've done that. But that helicopter in San Andreas... Oh, that fucking helicopter can pound sand. That thing fucked me so hard. Oh, I was so mad at that. That would probably be the one. Uh, Oh, you know what? Okay, one more, and then we'll get into letter time. Sorry, I'm having fun today. I'm in a good mood. I got lots of coffee in my system. Makeshift Money wrote in and said, Is there any game, game genre, or something along those lines you wish that you'd gotten into but either missed out on or never had a chance? I have two, Dungeons & Dragons and World of Warcraft, mainly because I never knew anyone that played them, and by the time I got around to trying it myself, both games were well-established and didn't seem to have any room for a lowly noob. You know what? And I read this makeshift because this hit home with something that I've actually been going through lately. And please, before any of you were like, all right, I'll help you, I'll help you. I'm good. Like, no, I don't mean to be rude, but like, I'm not going to bother playing them. Lately, I've been kind of jonesing to get into a shooter. Like an online, you know, like a Call of Duty, a Battlefield, a Rainbow Six, one of those. And the only one of those games in my entire 30-some years of gaming that I got into on the ground floor was Overwatch. And I was having a lot of fun with Overwatch for a while. And then for whatever reason, I just stopped playing it. And I haven't gone back. But, like, I've been kind of eyeing up the Call of Duties and stuff lately, thinking, like, man, it'd be fun to have a game where I just hop on at night and relax and jump in and shoot a bunch of enemies. Um, but, like, they all just seem so overwhelming. And and that goes for, like, online, like, Final Fantasy fourteen or those types of games, too. I just, like, I look at them and I'm like, ah, I'd like to get in on the ground floor. And so I've been considering getting into one of them, but I think I'm just going to hold out because Back for Blood is coming in October and I will get in day one on Back. There's the second voice crack. I will get in on Back for Blood day one and kind of get obsessed with that. And I might, might do the same with Halo Infinite's multiplayer if it's good. So then I'll have a couple where I kind of got in on the ground floor and kept up. But absolutely, that would be, those would be the games that I feel that exact way about. It would be just online shooters as general. Because now, yeah, now I don't want to go on and be that shitty new kid that everybody hates on their team. I was already that kid growing up playing sports. I don't want to be that kid now as an adult playing shooters. So, And I would say, yeah, dun- not so much World of Warcraft. Dungeons & Dragons. I don't really want- have a lot of interest in playing Dungeons & Dragons, but it's always fascinated me. And I don't, yeah, same thing. I just, I didn't get into it when I was young and I just can't be bothered to get into it now. Uh, all right, and finally, we'll wrap up It's blow, our blowing in the cartridge this week with our letter time letter. So it's letter time, it's letter time. And Sam Wright 
wrote into us on Patreon and said, I'm part of quite a few video game groups on Facebook. There are a lot of folks comparing the upcoming Steam Deck to the Nintendo Switch and labeling the Steam Deck as a threat. I understand that the Steam Deck looks dope. However, I still don't think that Nintendo is going to flinch. I liken this situation to the PS Vita. That handheld was better than the 3DS in every way, and the 3DS dominated it. Nintendo wins and loses through its creative approach to video games and its awesome IPs. Good luck, Steam, because you're going to need it. Do I sound crazy here? And now John Woodruff wrote in about the same topic, and I'm sorry, John, I flipped a coin to see who was going to get read. But a few people, this has been a big topic in the Remember the Game Discord right now as well, is the Steam Deck competition for the Switch. And some people are like, dude, this thing is going to destroy the Switch. And some people think they're completely different from each other and they're not even going to cross paths. I honestly, I got to be honest, like I don't know. I, I'm fascinated by it. I'm so fascinated by it. I'm as, I'm legitimately as intrigued by the Steam Deck versus Nintendo Switch scenario as I am about Xbox versus PlayStation and what effect Game Pass could have on PlayStation this generation. I really don't know because you're right. And listen, I, a whole, you guys know I'm a Nintendo fanboy who doesn't like PC gaming, okay? I should get that out of the way. And saying all that, Nintendo is undefeated in the world of, of handheld gaming. Undefeated, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. The Game Boy, the Game Gear was a technically superior console to the Game Boy and Game Boy Color and got murdered. And the PSP and the Vita were better consoles than the GBA and the, uh, the the DS 3DS lineup, technically speaking. And they got fucking throttled. Nintendo owns handheld. And so that's why the Switch made so much sense. Because they were like, let's just take the, you know... The, we we get our asses kicked in the home console generate like the home console market pretty well every generation since about the Nintendo 64. So let's just take those and make them into handhelds, which is where we're undefeated and we it's our house. We don't lose in our house, and they did it, and it's been a great success. Is the Steam Deck competition? I don't, I don't know. I I because you're right. On one hand, I don't think people buy Nintendo consoles to play everything. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but at least from my personal perspective, I buy Nintendo consoles for Nintendo games. And then anything else that I can play on it, like indies or third parties or whatever, awesome. But I buy my Nintendo, I've owned every Nintendo console except for the Virtual Boy. I fuck, I hate having to say that every time. And I've really liked all of them except the Wii. Um, and I buy them just to play Nintendo's games, the Mario's, the Zelda's, the Pokemon's, the Mario Kart's, etc., Donkey Kong's, you guys know the lineup, right? Steam's not going to have those, but what the Steam Deck is going to have that the Game Gear, the PSP, the Vita, all those didn't have is <laughs> arguably like an infinite lineup of games, an infinite library. If this thing does what Valve is saying it's going to do, and you can play any game from Steam on it, it's going to have the greatest lineup in history, in theory, because the only games that are going to be missing from it are exclusives, like Nintendo's exclusives. And there's so many games that I'm interested in playing, but like I would rather play on the go. And if the Steam Deck comes out and I can take all of those big games, all my big sports games, the Red Dead Redemptions, the GTA 5s, etc., so on and so forth, and play them portably anywhere I want, and... Game Pass works on it because they're saying it'll do anything a PC will do, which means in theory, Game Pass for PC will work on it. So now I can play Game Pass anywhere I want. Now it's like, okay, like I'm interested. I'm incredibly intrigued by the Steam Deck and I'm not 100% sure I'm going to pick one up. I'm waiting to see how the reviews go for it, but I'm certainly intrigued by it. I think it's going to be interesting because I don't, I think anyone that says Nintendo isn't worried about them, 
I, I gotta be honest, I think you're wrong. I, worried maybe isn't the word, but like it's bad business to ignore somebody else coming into a field or a, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, that you, you operate in and ignore them. That's just, that's bad business. Nintendo, I think frankly, Nintendo did that with Sega back in the nineties and Sega fucking fed Nintendo their lunch for a little while. Um, I, yeah, I don't think you can ignore what anyone else in your area, your area of, of business is doing. It's, it's bad. It's horrible business. So I'm hundred percent sure Nintendo's looking at the steam deck and they're like, holy fuck, that's, that could be, that, that could be a threat. Is it competition? I don't know. And I don't think anyone's going to know for quite some time. It's, of course, it's more powerful. It's going to have a bigger library. It's not going to have Nintendo games. And Nintendo has survived for 30 plus years with the Nintendo games that are just nowhere else. I do think, and we won't know this, maybe we'll never know this. I wouldn't be surprised if the Switch Pro was going to be real and then some combination of the their inability to get the chips they need to make it and the upcoming Steam Deck maybe scared them off. Because it does, let's just say for argument's sake, the Switch Pro had been announced when they announced the Switch OLED. And instead of the Switch OLED, they were like, this is the Switch Pro and it plays games in 4K and it's got a little bit bigger screen and better battery and better blah, blah, blah. But then days later, Valve was like, here's the Steam Deck, which will play anything on your PC anywhere you want. It would completely just like all over the Switch Pro. It would. Whether you want to say they're competition or not, it would make the Switch Pro look inferior. So I think Nintendo has decided like we'll drop the OLED version. We're doing listen, you listen. For those of you that think Nintendo is is doing things wrong or out of touch with their fan base, I I respectfully incredibly adamantly disagree with you. Because the Nintendo Switch is going to go down as one of the one of the most successful consoles of all time. It's going to be Nintendo's most successful console of all time. It's the stats don't lie. The Switch has been a, a rounding success. Have they done shit that drives all of us fucking crazy like not give us access to more of their old games and stuff like that? Of course they have. I say it all I say it on Game Patch I feel like every week. I love Nintendo, but they make it incredibly hard to love them. And I agree with all that. But Nintendo's doing just fine. They are not in trouble. What's going to be interesting is when the next Switch comes out. Because they'll have a couple more years. The, Switch, the next Switch isn't coming out for a couple more years. By then, the Xbox Series everything, the PS5 will be in full swing with next-gen games. If the Steam Deck is a success, and I think it's going to be, it'll be running at full blast and it'll be out there. Then it'll be up to Nintendo. Let's see what, what have you got. What, what have you got? that'll keep you relevant and if all they have is their nintendo games i think they'll stay relevant but i do think they're gonna lose some market share to the steam deck i just i i just do i think they will lose right now they have their the market is theirs and they're going they're, now they have and, and they're gonna have competition once the steam deck drops they are gonna lose some so i don't know um I can see both arguments that the Steam Deck isn't a threat to Nintendo because Nintendo's doing their own thing. I can see a, uh, an argument that the Steam Deck is a direct threat to Nintendo because they're going to do what Nintendo does, but with a way bigger library of games. That To me, the whole thing boils down to the one thing the Steam Deck won't have is Nintendo games. And Nintendo consoles sell because of Nintendo games. And that'll be... that's that's They'll live or die on that. I'm praying, praying... That Nintendo doesn't pull a Wii U with the next Switch. And I, again, I don't I feel like I say it every time. I like the Wii U. But the Wii U was, was an absolute horrible failure. It just was. It was horribly marketed. It was a stupid gimmick. The name was awful. They took all the goodwill and all the success they had with the Wii and fucked it all away with the Wii U. And then they bounced back with the Switch. They cannot Switch you. 
Like, like they've got to do, they, they need to, they need to do something good with the next switch. And I don't know what that's going to be, but that'll tell the story. So I, I, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's kind of a wishy-washy answer, but I'm captivated by it. I cannot wait to see what happens over the next few years. I hope my ideal dream scenario here is that the steam deck doesn't you know kill the switch or kill nintendo or anything which i don't think it will but it pushes nintendo that's all i want is just you don't want people to get comfortable i frankly think playstation got comfortable in the ps4 era and they're i feel like they're a little out of touch with their fans right now with the ps5 and xbox is really taking the fight to them and playstation got comfortable with the ps2 and they shit the bed with the ps3 and they had to work their asses off to bring it back and that's a good thing. You don't want them to get comfortable. Nintendo owns handheld. They have no competition aside from mobile gaming. This could force Nintendo to... I don't... I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, this could force Nintendo to try a little harder. And that would be a good thing. I, I hope that that does happen. So uh, I don't know what the answer is. Much like I don't know if Game Pass is going to turn out to be a viable threat to PlayStation. But I, I, I say this without an ounce of exaggeration or hyperbole. I'm fucking crazy excited to see how the next five or six years shake out. Because hopefully they all are competition and hopefully kind of Switch and Steam are over here and or PlayStation and Xbox are over here and they're all forcing each other to get better. And if that's the case, the winners are us. That's, that's the scenario. That's boom. That's what we're hoping for. So I'm sure we'll talk about this fucking mountain over the next few years. But thank you to you guys that wrote in about it. I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that wrote in this week. I appreciate it very much. I'm sorry I couldn't get to everybody. Uh, let's change things up and let's get into our smash hit segment. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is dead. It is a race from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. Um, and this time around, since we're talking fighting games from the 90s on the show, I figured we'd want a 90s fighting game edition of Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were obvious. And I wasn't sure what to use as the third game because I looked up several lists kind of ranking the best retro fighting games and, and killer instinct was in most of these lists the top game aside from street fighter and mortal Kombat. so that's the one i went with i wanted a game that wouldn't just get completely trounced by street fighter and mortal Kombat. so we're rolling with street fighter 2 mortal Kombat 3 and killer instinct and this one turned out to be much closer than i thought which is awesome i was a little shocked by the winner with 38 percent of the vote Play Street Fighter, Remake Killer Instinct, Erase Mortal Kombat came out on top. And I'm not going to lie to you, that's not exactly what I would do. I was happy to see all the Killer Instinct love, but after I posted it, I got thinking about it. And I guess a vast majority of our listeners made Killer Instinct the remake, which makes sense because we get new Street Fighters in Mortal Kombat regularly. We haven't gotten a new Street Fighter in like almost 10, or a new Killer Instinct, pardon me, in almost 10 years. So I guess in a way that makes sense. But let's see what a few of you had to say. We had 50 comments this week. Oi vey. So I'm going to rock through these here. Adam Anderson wrote in and said, this is kind of a weird one for me because with all these fighting, or because with these fighting games, aren't sequels kind of remakes in a way already? And, and I, Adam, I agree with you. And that's kind of the tricky thing about this week's episode 
it's a lot of the time when I post games on this show, people are like, that game's already been remade or that, you know, because there's been a remaster of it or because it's had a sequel. It's very similar and, and stuff like that. The fact of the matter is it's impossible for me to keep finding three games that don't have a future iteration of them. So it's the re I always say that like, there's no official rules around here, but the remake version can be whatever you want. You can just take the original game and clean it up and make it however you want. You can make a brand new version of the game. So I, but I agree with you. The, the future iterations of these fighting games in a way are remakes. All right. That said, Adam Anderson said he'd play Street Fighter 2, still really popular and has aged extremely well. Remake Killer Instinct, really cool characters in this one that needs more love. And erase Mortal Kombat 3. I love Mortal Kombat. My logic here is that this is already the third game in the franchise, so it likely wouldn't kill the franchise to erase it. That's sound logic, Adam. If you erase Mortal Kombat 3, there's already several Mortal Kombats before that. Does Mortal Kombat live on? Whereas if you kill Street Fighter 2, is that the end of Street Fighter? If you get rid of Killer Instinct, then Killer Instinct just never exists. I fucking that's a little too logical of take for this show quite frankly uh Doug Dorn wrote in and said I'm gonna erase Killer Instinct for no other reason than I don't want to erase the other two games with that said I'll remake Mortal Kombat as for me the concept plays better with current gen graphics and then I'll play Street Fighter it's a legend and if there was never any advancement beyond the 16-bit era then I wouldn't be upset so that's and that's what I was worried about with a game outside of Mortal Kombat as Street Fighter is that people would erase it just because they're like well it's I'm not fucking erasing more. Like, just for argument's sake, let's just say we went with, like, for platformers, we went with Mario, Donkey Kong, and then fucking Bubsy. And I love Bubsy, but Bubsy is fucked. And that's what I was worried about with Killer Instinct. Uh, but not a lot of people did that. I respect your take, though, Doug, and I get what you're saying. Mortal Kombat would play well with new graphics, and then Street Fighter is playable as it is. I get that. Raging Demon wrote in, He's our resident fighting expert. I was very interested to see what Raging Demon would say. And Raging Demon said, I can't play this week. And that's all you fucking said, Demon. And you know what? Because of that, because you took the time to click on the link, read the t games, read everything, and then type in the comment, I can't play this week. I can't not put you on double secret probation for fucking wasting all of our time. You were the name I looked for. And then you just came in here. That would be like you got off Wheel of Fortune. And they were like, I can't do this. And walked off the set. You know what? You're not getting the home version double secret probation get the fuck out of my house and then jeffrey mathis wrote in and said and now he did say this before raging demon commented but jeffrey mathis wrote in and said i will leave my answer in the hands of raging demon well then you're fucking you can join him on double secret probation jeffrey you cheating fucking crumb bums Darth Obvious wrote in and said, play Street Fighter since I'm not sure fighting games have ever been as good as this. Remake Killer Instinct. There's something there, but I didn't get into the original too much. And then erase Mortal Kombat. Unpopular opinion. I always thought the Mortal Kombat games played terribly and were only popular because of the gore. The characters and story are cool, however. I've also never forgiven it for almost getting Street Fighter taken away from me when I was nine because my mom didn't know the difference. So that's a fair point because I... I like Mortal Kombat a little more than Street Fighter, but I'm not going to lie to you. The, the the sales pitch on Mortal Kombat is the gore, the fatalities, the over-the-top craziness. Uh, I do wonder if there were kids that were told they couldn't play Street Fighter because of all the controversy around Mortal Kombat with the gore and stuff like that. And if that's the case, Darth, that's, a, I, that's sound logic. I can understand your gripe there. Uh, one more here. Silver Grunion wrote in and said the correct answer is to play Street Fighter because its system is time-tested, remake Mortal Kombat to not have so many cheap AI moments, and erase Killer Instinct because it's like tits on a stripper. Fun to look at, but once you get your hands on it, it just isn't what was advertised. Oh, Jesus. Combos are a delicious snack food, not a reason to buy a game, you damn kids. 
All right, fair enough. You know what? And that we get into that a little bit more on the episode this week, but like, is that kind of auto combo quote unquote gimmick of Killer Instinct a deal breaker for some? And apparently for Silver Gunion, it is. And I'm sorry I couldn't read all of them, guys. We had so many comments. I I have to pick a few and move on. Uh, but 20% of you had the right answer, my answer, including Chalupa Cabra, who, I love saying that name, who wrote in and said, I'm very much like you in the sense that anytime I even attempt to pick up a fighting game, I get my ass fed to me with a rusty spoon. <laughs> Fuck. I, I was like, that. you're getting read on the show because of that fucking analogy. That's disgusting. Uh, Chalupa Cabra continued, that being said, my choices this week are made based off the interest I had in these games as a kid. Play Mortal Kombat as it's the only one I owned growing up, and I think it's fine the way it is. Remake Killer Instinct. I never played it as a kid, so I need to give it a shot before tossing it away, and that leaves me a racing Street Fighter 2. I played this game plenty as a kid, and to be honest, I just felt the fighters in Mortal Kombat were cooler. So when given the choice of how I'd like my ass to be fed to me at the arcade, I'd always choose Mortal Kombat. See you later, Street Fighter. You won't be missed. So I disagree with you, Chalupa Cabra, on the eating your ass with a rusty spoon because that sounds awful. And also that Street Fighter won't be missed because I think Street Fighter will be missed immensely. But that is the same order that I would go in myself. I would play Mortal Kombat 3 because I I it was the only fighting game I really played as a kid. I'll be a Mortal Kombat 2, but whatever. Um, and it was the only one I didn't just completely suck ass hair at. And so, and I, I gotta be honest, I think it was cool. Whether you think the fatalities and the blood and the gore and stuff like that was a gimmick or not, it worked. I always thought Mortal Kombat was a cool video game that I didn't hate. So I'm going to play Mortal Kombat. Uh, I would remake Killer Instinct. Even if I wouldn't play much of a new Killer Instinct, I want this series brought back just because I think it's fucking awesome and the coolest looking, it's cooler looking fighting game than any fighting game ever. I'll maybe Clay Fighter, but we'll get into that a little bit more in the podcast. I fucking love the world and the characters in Killer Instinct. And then I would erase Street Fighter. And I rarely, rarely hesitate to voice my opinion on this show based entirely on potential backlash from listeners. I am worried about this one, about erasing Street Fighter. I fully understand Street Fighter 2 is a big deal to a lot of people. It's the GOAT. I get it. But I played Mortal Kombat growing up, and I really do like Killer Instinct more than either one of these games. So Street Fighter just kind of got left out in the dark. So I'm sorry. I'm sure your genre will be fine. And I, oh boy, just send your just send your angry messages. Fucking go ahead. Uh, that's the order I would go in. Thank you to everyone that played. The best possible problem that a podcast host could have is to have too many comments from their listeners to be able to read all of them on the show. That is the problem I have. So keep writing in. If you're not getting read, you will get on the show. I promise. Thank you all so much. I love this stupid segment. Uh, let me quickly tell you what I've been playing and then we'll talk killer instinct. I have been playing a lot this week. Uh, I've been a little on the on the shelf i just haven't been able to go. it's been really smoky here at edmonton from the forest fires in, in bc and things and with my asthma like i, I can't really go aside for very long because it fucks with my asthma and i've had some other stuff going on so i've just been playing a ton of video games uh i've i played basically finished god of war in about five days the original god of war the hd version um as it won this month's patreon poll we'll have an episode up about it in a couple of weeks for those of you that love that game please remember that you like remember the game because of my honest uh, opinions when you listen to that god of war game uh, episode because i'm not gonna lie to you i didn't hate it uh, but i did not love that game i i have some stuff to say about that just be prepared that's i'm not gonna come in it's not echo the dolphin it's not virtual bard or mars missing i'm not gonna come in here and lose my mind 
I'm intrigued to see where the series went between, oh, I just dropped my pen, between the original God of War and God of War on the PS4. I'm intrigued to see what 2 and 3 are all about. Um, but I don't ever feel the need to play that game again. I We'll get into that in a couple weeks when we do that episode. Uh, I've been playing Fallout New Vegas for the first time. I never, I played Fallout 3, I played Fallout 4, I never played New Vegas. So I, I downloaded it off Game Pass on my Xbox. I've been playing through it. I would like to eventually review it on the show. I know a lot of people consider it to be the best Fallout and uh, I'm really digging it so far. And I got to tell you, it's been, I haven't played a Fallout game since Fallout 4 dropped. And like, I forgot just how much fun I have playing those games. I wish they were on Switch. God damn it. Steam Deck, Steam Deck, it'll be portable. So I'm playing Fallout New Vegas. Uh, I'm playing the campaign of Halo 4 right now because I never played Halo 4 5's campaign and I would like to knock them out before Halo Infinite drops this fall. So I'm, uh, I'm playing through Halo 4. Um, I'm not done yet, but quick thoughts. I get why people rank it underneath the original trilogy. I also don't think it's nearly as bad as some people have made it out to be. And then I'm playing a couple of retro titles for future episodes that I'm just going to keep under my cap right now because I want to surprise you guys with some future episodes of the podcast. That's what I've been playing. Let's get into Killer Instinct. I'd like to share some of your thoughts before my guests and I ramble on for a while. Mr. Satan wrote in and said, okay, the music was so good. Saberwolf was my favorite. And the announcer, Ultimate Combo. I suck at this game. I could never do the combos, but it's awesome. And yep, I I agree with just whatever. Yeah, you're about to hear the bot. I agree with just about everything you said, Mr. Satan. Daniel wrote in and said, me telling my brain in 2021 that I can still pull off those incredibly insane button combinations to perform that finishing move. My brain, you're an idiot. Fucking great game though. Well, it is on the SNES. Any version after that was hot garbage that could be tossed into the Springfield tire fire. Wow. I didn't think the new versions were that... Ha- I never played them. I didn't think they were that hated. But uh, I could never do any of the big finishing... In any fucking fighting game, I could never do any of the big finishing moves either. I get that. Uh, game Nomad Misi, I got you, Game Nomad, wrote in and said, I love this game on Super Nintendo. I thought it was so good as... Uh, I thought I was so good as Cinder doing the famous broken combo he had until I played it again on Game Pass where this exploit combo is altered so you can't do it as easily anymore. I still love this game, but the Super Nintendo version is one I continue to play where I'm good at it, like in my nostalgia. It's so funny that you're like, I was good at it as long as I could exploit a glitch and now that the glitch is gone, fuck this. I, I respect that very much. Uh, Saskatchewan River Pirate wrote in and said, never played Killer Instinct, but I have vivid memories of the Nintendo power covers and the stories over the year. Hello, 3D Fulgore. And one issue came with a mini comic book. The character designs were so cool, just not into fighting games, so I never picked them up. Uh, you know what? I Yeah, I get into that as well. I remember advertisements for this game fucking everywhere. I remember the advertisements and the black cartridge and the promos more than the game itself. They marketed the fuck out of this game. Uh, my name is Adam and Mega Man Sucks wrote in. It's a horrible fucking handle. I might refund your fucking money. Uh, I got real bored earlier during the pandemic and I skimmed through a whole bunch of Nintendo Powers. And Nintendo Power spent a ton of time on Killer Instinct. It was supposed to be an early Nintendo 64 game. Then the 64 was delayed for like a year, which is part of why PlayStation kicked its ass and rare ported it to the Super Nintendo with necessary graphics limitations. Um, well, I did not know... I knew all about the delay. I did not know that it was originally be a 64 game, but it would make sense. I know that Rare did the same thing they did with Donkey Kong Country. It's the same developer. They look similar. They took fancier graphics than the Super Nintendo could handle, and then in layman's terms, they squished them onto a Super Nintendo card. I think that looks cool. I love that look. And finally, JB Retromania wrote in and said, an SNES classic, great gameplay, and a fun lineup with stellar combos. This game was a good time for both my brother and I, and always a good replay during our holiday time together. Our kids till, or our kids 
kids now actually play the original game as well. Fuck, I love that. I love it when I hear that people's kids are playing the games that those people played as kids. I That warms my fat heart. I That's good stuff. Okay, thank you for sharing all those memories. Let's get into Killer Instinct. This intro has gone on long enough. This is a long intro. That's about the same as normal other intros. Whatever. I'm going to kick. Pl- I'm gonna queue up some kick-ass Killer Instinct music. And when it's over, my buddy Mike the Ref and I are going to take a look back at Killer Instinct, which originally debuted in arcades on October 28, 1994, and on the SNES on August 30th, 1995. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Combo! All right, so joining me via the blank phone this week is another first time. Remember the game? Uh, ge- remember the ge- game guest? Remember the game guest? RTG, whatever, whatever, whatever. Fuck off. It's, it's, we'll, it's, we'll figure it out somehow. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, that's not how things work around here. We figure it out after it's done. And then we're like, oh, I should have called it that. Uh, it's my buddy M- Mike the Ref, my good friend Mike. How's it hanging, pal? Oh, it's going great here. And I, I want to thank you for finally getting a little bit of the. Uh, fighting culture back into the podcast here once again yeah man it's it's funny like you and i had been talking about doing an episode of this for a while and i know you're into the fighting games and killer instinct came up and like i just want to i have to get this out of the way before we get into the killer instinct talk i know there are people that listen to this show that love their fighting games and you know who you are some of you you're very vocal we want more fighting games they're I love video games more than almost anything on this planet, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm telling you guys, there is not a genre in video games that is more French to me than fighting games. And I respect them so much. I love high-end play. I can, it's the only genre I can watch people play is video fighting games. I don't get them. I can't play them. I try, and it's so bad. We've only ever covered Super Street Fighter 2, and Shaq Fu, and one is very good, and one is very Sha- bad. Shaq Fu doesn't count. Yeah, Shaq Fu doesn't count. Fucking- <laughs> All right, so then we've covered one. Uh, we, see, that's but- a fighting game fan. You're like, don't you? That would be like, I love platformers, and someone came along and put like some crappy knockoff in there, and I was like, don't you ever put that word in the same phrase as Mario again? So we won't count Shaq Fu. Then we've only ever done Street Fighter Two. But there, that's exactly the point. But you know what, Adam? <laughs> and it, 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 in many respects, uh, fighting games are a very specific genre for people because if you look throughout the entire E3 announcements, other than an announcement for a new fighter in Smash, there was no fighting announcements coming up. We're expecting one possibly at the Game Awards coming up in uh, in December because that's where NetherRealm usually likes to uh, set proverbial dick and uh, put things out there. But and I'm going to say this, and I hope you don't cut this call off right now. Many fighting game fans, I do have a feeling, are not Saturnians, but Saturnian sympathizers, I think is the term best used. Saturnian sympathizers? Because, yes, because we're small, we're mighty, we're very convicted to our cause, just like they are. Yeah. But we're, we're so small in, in number in many ways the difference is that i respect fighting game players 
Saturnians, you guys are just you just fucking just get off my property. You fucking Sega Saturn. No, no, no don't like listen because now look, someone's gonna listen to this for the first. This will be their first episode, and they're gonna be like, "This guy's a dick. He hates people that play Saturn. He hates fighting games." I okay, I do hate the Sega Saturn. I don't hate fighting games though. All right, I don't. I love fighting games. I just don't get them. When we recorded the Street Fighter Two episode a couple years ago, ladies and gentlemen, my buddy David came over to record, and he loves Street Fighter Two. And we fired up my SNES Classic, and we're like, "Let's just play a quick." game you know just get ourselves in the mood i swear to god i didn't land a move i'm like i don't i and i played this dude mike i literally fired killer instinct up on my xbox a few times in the last week in preparation for this i even want to fight i can barely do anything i look like the the old uncle that just like goes to visit his nieces and nephews and they're like play video games with me but he doesn't play games he's like all right i'll try that's what i look like i just i don't it's like it's like there's a piece of my brain missing that is just like this is how you play these games i don't fucking get it so the point is ladies and gentlemen i know you want more fighting games we're trying i'm trying i just i don't want to waste your time and i suck at these games guys i suck Adam, Adam, with all due respect, there's a lot of meat on the bone for this game story i'm stealing your line no that's all right that's my gimmick that's okay though now, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, like we were talking about this before, there is a lot of meat on this bone. Unfortunately, to a lot of people like yourself, it's liver. Yeah, it is. Well, and a lot of <laughs> you're not wrong. But the thing is, like I will say, as a child, the only fighting games that I played with any real regularity were Mortal Kombat Two, which someday we'll cover, and this. I had the I had Killer Instinct for the Game Boy, which. If you're going to play the original version of Killer Instinct, do not play the Game Boy version. It's just oh, oh no, it is oh god. But my buddy had the Super oh. Nintendo version, and so we would play it whenever I'd go over to his house. And even though I sucked, when you're a kid, I don't think you even necessarily realize you suck. You're just happy to be playing a video game that's not one that you owned. You know what I mean? Like you're oh. like it doesn't even matter that I'm losing. I'm just playing a new video game. This is exciting to me. I was well, always I know myself... go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say I know when I started, it was actually. It was actually in the arcades when it came to uh, Killer Instinct for me. And it was all because the Street Fighter II cabinet was hogged <laughs> up with people. So it's so, it's it's funny you say that. I wanted to, because like, I think like, I don't know about everybody else, but like when I think of like, like 90s fighting games, I think of Mortal Kombat, I think of Street Fighter. And then I, I don't know if everyone else feels this way. I kind of think of Clay Fighter. Clay Fighter comes to mind for me sometimes. But like Clay Fighter, Clay Fighter, I find didn't get as much advertising and know-how. Right. Uh, I'll agree with you that MK and Street Fighter are absolutely the number two, the top two that were absolutely stellar in terms of getting themselves out there. Yeah, and that makes me wonder, like, why did they make Killer Instinct? Because you said that you went to the arcade and there was a big lineup for Street Fighter Two, so you're like, ah, oh, fine, I'll play Killer Instinct. I got to be honest with you, dude, when I look at to this moment and I'm, I was literally playing this game this morning on my Xbox, the original killer. I'm like, I still, and oh God, this, the, oh, the fighting fans are going to come out drones for this. I still oh, think no, this worry, game looks worry, cooler I'll... than street fighter. I'm like, this game looks so cool. I don't care. I don't, I have no allegiances. I just think this game, I'm not necessarily going to say it's a better game, but I think it's a way cooler idea and looking game than street fighter. I'm, God, I'm going to hear about that. Well, the first thing... No, no, trust me. No, I'll, I'll back you up on this one. For me, when I came up to that cabinet, the thing that sold me on it, somebody was playing on there, 
all of a sudden you have this game yelling out, Big Combo! Triple Combo! Combo Breaker! It's, it's, it's all the pops that it gets you for all these different, uh, different combinations of punches and kicks that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and the bigger one that you do, the bigger the name you get all the way to the end until the guy has basically equivalent to an orgasm <laughs> when he's yelling ultra, ultra combo. Killer, you know what? It's funny you say it. You know what this game kind of, like, it's funny that this is a Super Nintendo game because, like, do you remember in this era how, like, Sega was the whole attitude, like, we're, we're the cooler console, like, we're the edgier, cooler, hipper console. Killer Instinct feels like something Sega would have done. Like it feels like they're like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's it's got the gore and the and the and and, and that stuff. And yeah, Street Fighter's got like the the precision fighting and stuff like that. But Killer Instinct has these crazy characters. And like you said, combo and Killer Instinct. And it to me, Killer Instinct feels. And I don't mean it as a dig. I mean it as a compliment because I've always admired how cool Sega was back then. Killer Instinct feels like the cool fighting game. That's well, what it feels like to me. The, the or sorry, um, I know we're not in here to do facts and figures on everything, but when I was a kid, I'm that guy like when Bart got his glasses for the one episode, he <laughs> actually became smart for a while. Yeah, that was me. As, that was me as a kid. I wanted to learn everything about it. But uh, Killer Instinct was actually produced uh, by some producers from Namco, and uh, was based on the SNK games uh, in Japan, which. Oh worked with Sega, so so it is that's where you get the correlation there ah. so basically it's it's six degrees of separation from a Sega game but it has it has it has its CD underbelly the CD Sega yeah, underbelly um like th- this one's a lot closer to like uh I don't know if you ever heard of the Fatal Fury series yep. than it would be to anything else like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat a lot of the moves that were set up in here were based on that that series because the control schemes are a little bit different in this one than uh, what you would see in a typical fighting game in North America. Yeah. And that's where I kind of like, that's where I was, I was interested in your opinion on it because I, I frankly, my opinion means jack shit because I'm, I'm not, I, I suck at all of these, but like, like most of like, like one of the things that's always, I'm trying to pick my words carefully because I don't mean any disrespect to fighting games, but one of the things that's always turned me off and maybe not want to try to get better at fighting games is like the putting in of combos because I'm like, I don't want to memorize all these. I suck. I don't, I can't remember. Like, that's why like I'll play smash. Cause I don't even remember any combos for smash. It's like, I push up direction. I push a button. I do a move. Whereas like a lot of these games, you had to come up with combos and know the combos and stuff like that. And by all means, tell me I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, this game, to well, an extent, did somewhat, somewhat simplify, didn't it? Like, wasn't there like two button ab- combos ab- and stuff? Ab- absolutely. Once you once you activated a certain move, it would do what was called an automatic combo, which it would follow through, and you just start wrapping some buttons, and you you look like that five year old that just got a got a keypad for the first time, and you're just going to town on it. Yeah. As long as you got the initial part done it would take care of itself here. So, so then I, you like fighting games. Like, is that preferred? Like, uh, wouldn't where most, do most people look at like, you know, there's like, and I don't want to get into this debate, but you know, there's some people that don't like, they're like smash brothers is not a fighting game. It's a party game. 
Uh, I disagree. Oh, My opinion cool. doesn't matter, but I disagree. Do as a, as a fighting game purist, is Killer Instinct too basic for you? For me, absolutely not. Like it, it has the best thing I like about fighting games because you you got to realize when it comes to the graphics, you're only going to have a set number of graphics. You're only going to have a certain amount of story, which can or cannot be told during the game, depending which fighting game you're looking at. Yeah. The, the thing here, you have to look at the gameplay. And for me personally, it's easy to learn hard to master. Okay. That, that, that's one of my favorites here, but some people like the intricate combos. Like going back to a little thing I, we, I talked about earlier, like I was mentioning that this could be the uh, liver of video games for you in terms of, in terms of uh, fighting games in general. There are so many different versions of fighting games that essentially it's like going to a food court and picking out what you like. Some people like this. Some people like that. Myself, personally, Killer Instinct, the 94 version, I, I appreciate where it goes. It is turned up in terms of the difficult scale for me compared to the 2013 version mm -hmm. when they remodeled everything. But at the same time, you can just sit there and start smacking buttons with a friend and have a hell of a fun time. Right. Just because it's so cartoony in many ways that this game is. Whereas like, and I, I'm talking out of my ass, but like, let's just say a street fighter two, if you want to land like a big combo in street fighter two, you're entering like one elaborate move. Then you're entering another elaborate. Like you're, you have to precisely enter every move in the combo to kind of chain it together. Right. Well, if you want to keep the combo going in many games, you gotta hit X, Y, Z, B, Z, right? X over over a certain order here. Whereas, Killer like, Instinct with that with that auto auto combo or auto double, as they call it, yeah, where uh, you can you can uh, throw them in a little bit tighter, and then to counteract that, they have the combo breaker set up. If you can pick out what they're doing at that time, now that's what I was gonna go to next, is because like. I, and and again, it could just be because I fucking suck. But like, I've played games where someone will like get me into in a, like a Street Fighter or something. Someone will get a hold of me, and I'm just like, there's I I'm like it's it, I I know it's clean. It's like the controller doesn't work, but that's what it feels like. I'm like I'm pushing the buttons, but they know the timing and the moves, and they're just it's just they're just speed bag in my face. Whereas like in Killer Instinct, they did go out of their way to build in combo breakers that if you learn and get good at, like you all, if, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but like in theory, you always have a way to escape a combo. If you know what you're doing in this game. At, at a persistent time, like uh, it's uh, either what's called a linker. Okay. Uh, basically it links from your, your starting move into where your combos are starting to develop. If you can figure out which strength the button is being used to put down the hit, like say if it's a medium hit, mm -hmm. if you can execute your combo breaker with your light punch or your light pick, it ought to, it kicks in the combo breaker and the and the combo's broken. That's great. I like that, dude. It's like I know you like pro wrestling games like me. It's like when you'd play the old oh, pro God, wrestling yes. games where you couldn't reverse everything. Like there was only certain moves. You had to wait for them to do a certain move that you could reverse. And then in later yeah. games, if the timing was right, you could reverse anything. I yeah, I thought absolutely. that I thought that was a huge level up for the genre, and that's kind of what this seems like. The the problem I found with this, just to get confusing, is I'll I'll memorize what button that uh, that certain move is, like it's a medium punch, 
And instead of doing the combo breaker with a light punch like you have to, I do it with the medium punch, and then I'm screwed because I picked the wrong one. But that's not. But I don't hate that as much because, like, that way it's not. It's not like a guarantee. Like, otherwise, it would just be two people combo breaking, combo breaking, combo break. Like, I like the idea that, like, like it's. It seems like a little bit of a rock paper scissors thing, and I like that absolutely because you're starting to try to guess what is the other person doing, but also trying not to get punched in the face while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, well. Get the big kick to the balls instead. Yeah, 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 exactly. So <laughs> I really do want to talk about the characters, but there's something else in this game that I will lie to you, dude. I totally forgot all about this until I fired it up. I was playing on my Xbox the other day. Is that like, you know, in other games, it's like a best of three or whatever. Like once you run yes, best of five, whatever, like once you run out of health and it starts over with full health again. This one, you both just have two health meters. And this was a smart move by the developers, especially if they're doing an arcade game. I love it because how, how much quick how much quicker are you going to go through your quarter if uh, you don't get a refilled bar every round? Yeah, yeah. Like I but, mean, if you play uh, it, if you play best of five and it goes five rounds and every round is a battle with full health, you're right. That goes forever. Whereas in this game, you have a hundred seconds or two health bars, and that's it. I yeah, love and, that. I love it. Oh, and it makes you fight right to the very end. Even though on your first bar, if you're down to a little bit of energy, you want to take as much off the other guy as you can before you uh, before you get you get killed in your first yeah. quote unquote round, right? Yeah, you're right. Because if, yeah, if you play in like a best of three, and they, like say someone like <laughs> say it's me versus you, because this is exactly what would happen if it was like a best of three, and you got me down to like a fraction of my health bar left, and I haven't put a scratch on you. I'm like, all right, well, fuck, I'll try again on the next fight. But you're right when it's just no, gonna, you, when it's just another health bar afterwards. I can't stop. I, yeah, that's a great point. I never thought of that. Adam, don't kid yourself. You just unplug the controller. Oh yeah. Oh, I would. Oh, no question. No fucking. <laughs> and you'd still fucking beat me. I don't know how, but you'd find a way. That's how good I am at these games. Like, it's, it's, it's it's that ESP thing going on. Yeah. No, it's just God. I suck at these games. Um. Okay. So I like that idea. Dude, do you remember? Because you said you played this in the arcade, so maybe you're not going to remember this. But this game came with like a CD. It had like a, like on the Super Nintendo at least, it had like a soundtrack CD. Yeah. And, oh, no. It, oh, absolutely. And then it, it came up with a sampler in uh, EGM. I know you were talking about video game magazines yeah. before. Originally, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly came out with like a sampler of the CD for the music. The, the music's really good, Mike. It's really, I don't oh. care. I'm so sure there's going to be, maybe no one will write in about it. I don't know. I don't know how people look at Killer Instinct. I feel like most fighting game purists are like Mortal Kombat Street Fighter from this era. And I'm over here like, I like Killer Instinct and everyone, it's it's the Saturn of the fighting games from that era. It's the weird system. And everyone's like, ah, oh, but maybe I'm wrong. I just, I'm like, dude, the soundtrack of this game, this game is so fucking cool. I really like this game, even though I suck. And I, that I remember we used to listen to that. We used to play Final Fantasy 2, but listen to the Killer Instinct soundtrack while we fucking played it because it was so good, that CD. Ah. Yeah, like it doesn't matter whether it's KI1, KI2, KI Gold, or uh, KI2013. The soundtracks in this whole genre of games is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, agreed. Soundtrack bangs, man. It's like it's 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 like, fun. It's fun to play to. There's so many great things when it comes to this. The graphics on the screen, like. Oh. Such development compared to what you saw in the other two, like um, when it comes to MK or uh, Street Fighter, you have the very static 
cartoony background. Mm-hmm. In KI, everything was like that two and a half D kind of uh, setup here, where the characters look pretty much three D, so I, but are running on a two two dimensional plane. Yeah, I think what appealed to me about Killer Instinct is like above anything else. What always drew my attention to it was the the graphics and was the art style and. Again, like you're right, this isn't a history lesson show, but like this game's developed by Rare, at least the first one was. I don't know if they still are or not, but yeah, it was Rare. Yeah. And Rare also made the Donkey Kong Country games. And you can see yeah. it's the same style of that same whatever process they use. And I I've, I think it's the it's level of care that they put into it. Yeah. Like I've always admired the way the Donkey Kong Country games look, and I've always admired the way this game looks. It's that same art style. And I just come and like I don't and I'm not shitting on Street Fighter Mortal Kombat, but I just think they look kind of they look kind of bland compared to this. And I, and I'm not, and I don't know if like the, the, the badass music and the crazy characters and the, and the, the bright, colorful, shiny graphics, I don't, and I don't know, like, is all of that to kind of compensate for a subpar experience as far as like a hardcore game or fighting game goes? Like, I don't know, but I will say as someone that's not super invested in that genre, that doesn't particularly care about that genre, I look and hear, look at this game and I hear this game and, I, and I'm like, that's the one that I want to play of the three of them. Like as a casual person, I'm like, that's that's the funnest looking one to me. I, I so whether it's a gimmick or not, it worked. Like it got it got it got my attention. That's for sure. Well, it was. I think the biggest thing is they were looking at an alternative. Like, uh, I I know that uh, this was supposed to be. I, I think there was another game that they were trying to develop out of it. Uh, I believe it. Some uh, crazy game out of Namco. They were supposed to try and make another game out of this, but then they took most of these details and made this game. Okay. And some of these things are sometimes the best things that are created are based out of uh, things you throw away. Yeah, agree. Yeah, isn't that the truth? My entire then, comedy act is other comics, fucking <laughs> shitty jokes that they've given up on that I just picked up and brushed off. I was like, I can make that work. So I, yeah, yeah I know, fair enough. I, I'm getting. Um, but you're right. Like it's it's and and I think there's something you said back there where like you got to be different. And I agree with that. Like I know that Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter are subjectively different games. Um, and I know that Street Fighter, like Mortal Kombat, you know, even like Mortal Kombat relied more on the gore and the zany kills, whereas Street Fighter was more of just like a a fighting game. But like they they didn't just make another one of those with this they tried to like uh, this game looks more futuristic to me this game looks completely different to me and then then this isn't even talking about the stuff like the the button mashing combos and the combo breakers and all that kind of stuff like it they like they would have gotten eaten for lunch if they had released another just color by numbers fighting game that's where you get like that's where you get shaq fu is that exactly they decided like hey let's try to do something that stands out and it really stuck i think well, the thing for me is they they took the best parts of all the other fighting games and threw it into theirs. Like we haven't even touched into the ultra combos, the ultimate, uh, even the humiliations that came up here. Like they were doing humiliations and killer instincts before Mortal Kombat was doing friendships. I did not know that. Is that ch- I like I knew about the friendships and stuff. I didn't know that these that they did humiliations in this first. I didn't know that. Well, the humiliation, for those that don't know here, because um, half the time you would never get be able to save one life bar. Yeah. If you're, on your, if you're on your first life bar and your opponent is down in the red, pretty much done, you can enter a combination of buttons and it will make your opponent do a tap dance on the screen. 
<laughs> like it wasn't anything like elaborate like the friendships were in Mortal Kombat. Sure. But it's still it's pretty embarrassing to your opponent. I would lose my fucking mind. A little, you all know Angry Adam, the demon that sits inside of me. That thing's been in me since I was a little child. And if I was playing this game against somebody and getting massacred and then they dropped that on me, that would be it. The controller gets unplugged. The parents come in. They're like, it's time for you to go home. I would lose my fucking mind. Having said that, if I was able to do it to somebody else, I would do it every time because that's fucking hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Hilarious. Absolutely. I didn't know that was a thing. That's phenomenal. Wow. But the, but the, but then on the opposite side of it, uh, taking the fatalities but making them a little more PG with the ultra combos, it's basically when your opponent's down to uh, – down to the red, if you could do a combo and then add in this extra motion with your joystick, depending on your character, you would send yourself into a basically a sped up mode where you're just hitting them and hitting them and hitting them and hitting them and hitting them to a point where you get like 70, 80 hits to finish off the combo. <laughs> and then there's that announcer, the announcer with the uh, orgasmic ultra combo. That's, that's so sick. I did not know that either, but I never, I never landed one because I fucking sucked. But that's awesome. Oh, then you missed the. Oh, oh sorry. I, I, I love these finishes. Sorry, I got to bring this up because no, I know, I, I know that our male fans here are going to appreciate this one because you're going to see it in. Uh, you'll see it all over the internet if if you look up uh, Ki ninety four. There's another one that's called Ultimate, which is supposed to uh, kill your opponent. Like the ultras don't. Kill your opponent! Kill your opponent! They just really beat them up. Right. But they gave certain characters ultimates, and the most notable one of all is uh, B Orchid. I know we're going to get into the characters later on. Yeah. But she's uh, she's a girl that uh, works in the military and wears this bodysuit. So her ultimate, if you get if you get uh, your opponent down and you hit this button combination. What she'll do is she'll turn her back to the camera. She'll unzip her outfit, open up. The guys will literally have their eyes bug out of their head, uh, Wiley Coyote style, and die from a heart attack. I remember that. It's funny. As you were telling that story, I remember I maybe I saw it in a magazine or something, but I remember exactly what you're talking about. That's and, so and the awesome. One, the funniest one for me was when he. Orchid was taking on a woman. When that happened, instead of the whole eyes bugging out of the head, it would be a girl giving a hmm, in disgust and turning her arms and walk and turning around. <laughs> oh, See, this is that's the shit I'm talking about. Where I'm like, this has Sega undertones of just being the attitude game. That's what this is, and I love that stuff. Now, I will say that's not to take away from. Like, I don't even, I suck at fighting games, but like fatalities in Mortal Kombat are like the coolest thing ever. So I'm not taking oh, away I, from those, but well, that's once awesome. They, once, once we ended up getting into the later years of Mortal Kombat, like some of the creative stuff they've come up with, oh my goodness. But yeah. it's it's always nice to have a, a little HD difference with uh, where you don't have to, where you don't have to show the gore. Yeah. But still get your point across here. Yeah, yeah. And I think your instinct did a great job of that. Yeah, I agree. Where it was like it was it was cool, like it it didn't come across as cartoony, but it also did. 
but like in a very like yeah. m- cool way. Like I'm looking at a list of the characters right now, and like I don't, I wouldn't mind going through a few of these characters quickly, but I I just I right away. So like my, one of the things I love like okay, I gotta fucking catch my brain here. Uh, like when you play Street Fighter, what's is it Bianca? It Blanca, Blanca, the big green monster looking guy, Blanca. Is that what it is? Right, Street Fighter Blanca, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I always like the non-human characters. I just think that they're cooler, like the monsters when you can fight as a monster or whatever. Um, and so, and that's one of the things I like about Killer Instinct is I'm like looking at the list of characters right now, and like one, two, three, four five six like there's four there's 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 like a and we'll go over them but there's, there's like a, there's a robot there's a skeleton there's a raptor there's a werewolf and then there's a guy made of ice and a guy made of fire and it's like i like it better when there's crazy characters like that they don't all have to just be you know like i love johnny cage but they don't all have to be john like they don't have to all be fighter like just humans like they can be these funky things and my favorite character in any fighting game ever is either melina i think it was from mortal kombat 2 yeah, because yeah. she was the, my main. I say in air quotes because she was the only one I didn't suck with. Uh, or Spinal in Killer Instinct because I just think Spinal oh. is the coolest looking dude. He's a skeleton with a headband, a sword, and a shield. That's the coolest shit in the world. I don't care what anyone says. Ah, I love well, the, fu- the funniest. The, the funnest part about these characters is everybody had a story. Yeah, and that's something like. In, in Street Fighter, everybody sort of had a story they put together for it, but it just didn't work. Like, uh, you had Chun-Li and Guile and Tan and Ryu. Their stories worked out, but the other guys, like, why is Blanca getting involved in a, a World Warrior tournament? Yeah. Zangief doing it for the pride of his country. Well, whatever. Like, look at the stories behind some of these characters. You got... Saber Wolf, who is a scientist who is working for the company that runs this tournament, Ultratech, it ends up creating this bad virus that turns him into a werewolf, so he has to win this tournament to get the money to find himself a cure. Spinal is a skeleton that uh, wants to get his soul back, but Ultratech has stolen it. Like, TJ Combo's (laughs) like a disgraced former world heavyweight boxing champion. That's Because he got an... because he got enhancements from the company running this tournament. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not going to lie to you. Like, I don't know how anyone else feels about these games, but, like, I have never picked up a fighting game and been like, this better have a good story. Like, maybe that's what they are now, but, I like, at least back in the day, it was like, you know what the basic mode is. You either play 1v1 oh, no. or you play the ladder and you fight through every character in the game. But oh, at least oh, they no, tried. You have, to, you have to look for these stories after, like, that was the fun part. You go through this and then sometimes you just go and look out and find, why would you have this guy involved in this game? Like, uh, it was, you found out at the end of the, when you won it with, uh, Chief Thunder, you found out that they used the, the mind of his brother, Eagle, to create the full gore robots yeah. as one of the other characters in the game. Oh shit, I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> And, and then you got Cinder, who is a escape prisoner that got caught in a chemical spill. Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's why he's in flames. It's so cool. You know what it feels like? You know what this feels You know how there's like, what's the game? Ah, damn it. What's the name of the fighting game that had like a whole bunch of like DC characters? Like I'm thinking the Jokers on the cover. It starts with an I. Uh, injustice yes injustice. injustice so like they they basically took like a bunch of established characters and like put them in a fighting game 
You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like Marvel versus Capcom. Like I know you got like established characters you can put a fight against. That's what like if you looked at, if you just looked at this list of characters, you're like they look like you took a bunch of comic book characters and put them in a fighting game. But they're all original characters, yeah. and that's so cool. Absolutely. Like I love that. And um, the 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 fun the, the funniest part for me is they went totally tongue in cheek and like. I don't know. We, we haven't got to the plot of this game here, but basically the way it's set up is Ultratech has set up this tournament to test the limits of all their new creations that they've created. Yeah. And to, and to win the game, you have to beat this two headed monstrosity that they managed to get a portal from a dimension called limbo. Exact words, limbo to bring up this character named idol. Like to me, it was just like you can't write this stuff any better. No, I I loved it. and like when we when we fucking reviewed Shaq Fu, we were like like forget the fact that the game looks like crap, that it plays like crap, that these characters are crap, that everything is crap. We were like the storyline is that Shaq was in Japan and some kid walked into a dojo, got sucked into another dimension, and then Shaq went in to rescue him. And it was like you thought of that on your way to the fucking bu- the presser to make that game. Like you thought of Pretty that much. in like the last eight seconds. Whereas like, and that like, whether you like the controls in this game or not, whether you think that the combo system is stupid or not, whether you think it's as good a game as the other ones, whatever the game looks nice. It sounds awesome. And like, they took some time to create these characters. And I've, how many times have I sat on this podcast it talked about how when a developer just puts a little bit of extra love and effort and time and a little TLC into their game, it pays dividends down the road. People remember that. And that's that to me is the takeaway from this. As a very casual fighting game player, I look at this and I'm like, these characters are cool. This looks cool. I want to see how all the characters do. And it's that TLC and that effort that stands out that so many fucking game developers don't, or at least didn't put in back in the day, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the, the work that rare and the other developers put into this, like it's second to none. Like I know that it's outside the realm of what, what you cover on. Remember the game, but I would love to come back on eventually when the Xbox one becomes part of the, uh, the more of remember the game in yeah. terms of uh, vintage games. Because the story on how they remade this series, it will blow your mind. Like, uh, between multiple developers going away and the documentary that's come up about it. This is... There has, this was absolutely, a, like, one of the most insane love stories in terms of a fighting game that you could ever have. Well, and it's still going on. I mean, I was talking just a week or two ago. We There was a story on Game Patch about... Someone asked Phil Spencer about Killer Instinct, and he said that they they still have a soft spot for it. They still want to do something with it, but they're like, we need the right opportunity and the right developer to come along and and look at it. And like, when people think of the greatest fighting games of all time, even if you take the Street Fighters and the Mortal Kombat's out of it, I can't. I mean, Fatal. I just I can't imagine that Killer Instinct 
is one of the like Marvel versus Capcom and Tekken. And like, I can't imagine that that killer instinct is one of those ones that pops up. But this game, this franchise has a following. There are people that grew up with this that think this franchise is cool, myself included. And even as someone that just sucks all the fighting game ass, I'd be excited if they made another one of these because I'm like, I just think it's a cool, it's just fun. It's just a fun fucking cartoony video game. And I just, well, I love the idea that they haven't just for completely for like, dude, when like rare is owned by Xbox, when was the last time they said, Hey, maybe we'll make another banjo Kazooie. Never. They never say that. But then they're like, yo, what about killer instinct? Oh, we definitely want to make another killer instinct. That sucks for banjo Kazooie fans, but that's really exciting for anyone that gives a shit about killer instinct that they know the franchise. Name a Nintendo franchise that you wouldn't give your goddamn left arm for for Nintendo to just be like, hey, we know F Zero exists. We just aren't doing anything with it. You know what I mean? And it's like to hear yeah. the to hear the head of Xbox be like, well, I know we're not doing anything with this right now, but we know it's there. And it's like it's like just for all you Killer Instinct fans, just be like, hey, they said we they know they know my name. It's like trying to talk to like the hot kid in school. You're like, they know my name. That's step one. I think that's awesome. I well, I, I'll, yes, I'll, I'll get. I'll give you a quick close note here where we're at with that. Um, Rare gave up the, basically all developers for the Killer Instinct game have been spread out amongst other companies. The new company that picked it up, Iron Galaxy, has been asked point blank if they are willing to do another KI game. They said yes, but we're working on other projects right now. Yeah. That's, so yeah. It, it, it all depends how long those projects would be and if they would be interested in redoing it after because well, I, I guarantee you if our if our galaxy did the job they did with the latest version of it my god it would get a following the biggest problem with killer instinct sorry to go on a rant no no rant please. here about this the limited number of systems that it's available for like this yeah. was a snes game boy um it, it did have a I will say this, having the black cartridge on the uh, yeah. the label with Fulgore there, yeah. my goodness, that was absolutely phenomenal. Agreed. But this is, I, I know we bring up this term a lot, Xbox exclusive. Yeah. We're always looking for those. And the problem is, it's available on Xbox and PC currently. Until you can get every system involved, it's going to get a good following, but it's not going to get a great following. No, and you're right. And the thing is, is like, dude, like Mortal Kombat, what are, what are they on now? Mortal Kombat 11? Is that the one that's out right now? The, the yellow cover? Yeah, 10 uh, they, they just announced that they're cutting off yeah. DLC for 11. So but yeah. that game is on everything, and everyone that wanted to play it has played it. And like, dude, they, ju they just announced that the next King of Fighters is going to be on Xbox for the first time in like a decade. King of Fighters is coming back to Xbox. And you're right. The thing is, is like, <laughs> Like, I mean, to me, like, and I, maybe I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not going to say I'm kind of talking my ass. I'm completely talking out of my ass. But to me, Smash Brothers is the exception of a, of a fighting game that's on one console oh. that is still mainstream that everyone is like, oh yeah, it's Smash Brothers. I, I think, I, I agree with you. I think Killer Instinct, I, I would love to see another Killer Instinct game, but when it is exclusive, you're right. I, I wonder, like, I don't know if anyone is going to buy an Xbox to play Killer Instinct. Do you know what I mean? I, I think the I, honestly, if it's on Game Pass, I think they will. I, I hope they would. Because Xbox, that's the one thing about the 2013 version. It was available on game or available for free, or I think it was like 20 bucks for a download because it was on uh, Xbox Live. Right. 
Uh, it, the 20 bucks was for the servers, so you can play pretty much anything online. Well, fighting games pretty, are in a weird. Pretty, fighting games are in a weird place right now too, because Sony bought Evo, and so like, like, and Sony really seems like they're like they're they're patenting this thing where you can bet on the outcome of like of games online, and they just filed a patent to fund online tournaments for various games, and like it really does seem like Sony wants to be the home platform, the console for fighting games, and part of me looks at it as like, so if you're Xbox and you're Microsoft. Is it and you're these studios? Is it worth your time and resources to develop something that the other guy is gonna is kind of known for, or is it worth putting the time into this because you're like, well, we have one, you know what I mean? Like Sony's got fighting games now, we have a fighting game. Like it's and I don't know, I don't know what the answer to that is, and I think that's probably one of the struggles they're having in there. Is they're just like it, like I would love to see it, like Banjo Kazooie. God, I would love to see another Banjo Kazooie. But I do wonder if they're looking at it like, is this is is developing this worth our time? You know, like, is that's really what it comes down to? We as fans could be like, I love, I want a new F Zero. I know exactly why we don't get a new F Zero because Nintendo's like, we have Mario Kart. There's no reason for us to put our time and money into F Zero, and they're right. It sucks, but they're right. And I wonder with Killer Instinct, is that worth their time or not? I don't, and I don't know. You know? In, in my opinion, I feel that the the Killer Instinct is a lot more of a gateway drug into fighting games with the newer version. Like going back to 94, unless you knew the, uh, um, unless you knew the special moves and were willing to take the time to learn the techniques and all that, it was a uber hard game. Like hell, I, I just put it up this week uh, to give it a shot here before we recorded this. And I was having a tough time, time winning levels at certain points here. Mm-hmm. But the 2013, they fixed up a few things like um, the combo breaker system is different and whatnot. And that game, even more so, it's really easy to learn and very hard to master. But when it comes to video games, I don't care if you're on the Xbox, the PlayStation, the Super Nintendo, whatever. It all depends on what your netcode and your online play is. Yeah. Like... That's one thing we didn't have to deal with in 94 because, well, hell, dial-up was great if you're going to try a fighting game or any game for that matter. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to uh, comparing online matches with other people, that's going to be the, that's the future of fighting games. And if your deck code sucks, your game's going to suck. Yeah, agreed. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, like, this really... Uh... I, I'm not going to BS you. Like, I'm not going to sit down and, and get really good at Killer Instinct now. Like, I know I suck. It's fine. But I love this game. And, like, this is just, I, I you know, I don't, we're not wrapping this up, but just to kind of start down the home stretch, like, to reiterate it, like, that's always, like, I love the fact that they tried something so different. In a genre, they didn't have to try at all. Like, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were so big at this time. There was no need to even attempt to get to just be like, that's, that's, we have the Donkey Kong countries. We could do where that's, that's, that's not our house. Like that's not our lane. And they tried. And I know that Killer Instinct's not considered the greatest fighting game of all time. It has a fan base. People talk about it to this day. I guarantee you this episode is going to do good numbers down low wise, because a lot of people grew up with this game and there's, and, and I don't care what you say, the Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter might be more memorable from this era. As far as you played them more, better gameplay, blah, 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 blah. If you didn't know fighting games and you didn't play fighting games, this is the memorable one. 
It stands out. It looks good. It sounds good. Dude, I totally forgot. I'm pissed at myself. I forgot that black cartridge. That thing was so awesome. It's just like Maximum Carnage with the red cartridge. Everybody remembers yeah, like, that. And it was so cool. That little thing that just stood out. Ah. Well, the, the thing about that cartridge was it's a black cartridge. The logo is blood red. And you have this huge dark shaped Fulgore coming out of it. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Fulgore, basically think of the Michelin man. If he uh, got mixed up with Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. Terms of that cartoon. That's the best way to compare it. He's got like a long uh, saber on the end of his hand and it's shooting up at you. Like that cartridge looks so damn cool. Yeah. I remember seeing, it's funny looking at the box art on my computer right now. I remember seeing ads for this game in magazines, like crazy in this era. And it's such a badass cover. Like you said, Killer Instinct, this crazy looking cyborg robot thing with a ponytail and dagger arms. And it just like, yeah, it, it's, it's got attitude. It stood out. And I, it's like to this moment, looking at the character select screen, I'm like, these characters are so cool. I said Spino was my favorite and he is. And then probably my second favorite is probably Orchid because I just, I like whether it's sex, I don't even know if it's considered sexist or not, but by and large, at least back in the day, even still kind of female characters are always the weaker, faster characters. They just are. That's just how they're always designed. And I always like to play as the smaller, faster. I don't need to do as much damage. Let me fat. Like I like to be fast. Like that's always, that's why I like Melina and Mortal Kombat two so much. So I, I like yeah, those like, two characters a lot. Did you have like a main in this game? Like, is there someone you like the most? Well, for me, it was always, uh, well, originally I would start with like Cinder because he was like the ultimate cheat move in this game because it, his special moves are basically hold the button, hold the uh, stick back and then go forward and hit the button. So <laughs> when I was starting that, if you could just sit there and wiggle your controller back and forth and hit some buttons, you're, you're actually going to get somewhere with it. Right. Eventually I, <laughs> eventually I developed into a bit of a Fulgore character and of course, not working under the same same conditions as you, my friend. Uh, that and the fact she turns into a tiger in the middle of a match. Yeah. Or uh, a jaguar, sorry. No, she's awesome. Like, she's, yeah, I, I've always, I just, yeah, like, give me, the only, even, like, in Smash Bros, like, growing up as Smash Melee, I was a Pikachu guy because I like the small, fast characters. It was just finally in in uh ultimate right i took to bowser because he's my favorite character and now i've realized that like maybe and like and i'll be honest with you like i'm way better with bowser than i am with pikachu and i'm like maybe the reason i sucked at fighting games for so long was because i kept going to the quick characters when really all i needed to do was figure out who's the best like who's the tank because i know i'm gonna get hit a lot because i'm not very good who can take the biggest pounding and maybe that's who i need to be playing as to win these games well it's also what kind of style that you, as a player, what kind of style do you use and what, what are you better at? Like, I know uh, growing up, I was more of a keep things very simple. So a guy like Cinder was great. Right. Now when I start playing, I could be a little bit more enthusiastic with my, uh, my joystick. Yeah, that, that's good. That, <laughs> that is going to get clipped. But uh, you can do the... Uh, uh, fireball motion or the quarter circle forward and hit a button a lot easier here or do the half half rotation on a circle. It's all what you feel comfortable with. And that's what's different about fighting games compared to every other genre. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're playing, there's so many different ways to play the game in terms of controller setup Yeah, that 
in a in an RPG or an adventure game or whatnot, one button means this, one button means this, one button means this, one button means this. That's it. Yeah. You got to play it the same way, regardless of what character you got. Yeah. You might get some extra abilities. You might get some uh, special moves if you do this button, set it up this way. In fighting games, okay, this character has this list of moves for this controller. And you yeah. just go down the list for the rest of them. And that's what makes fighting games not only incredibly difficult to master, but very fun to try. Yeah, it's, but you know what? Like, cause I agree with you, but I also feel like that's always been one of the reasons I never took to them was because I was like, I like to try all the different characters and try out everything. And then I was like, fuck every, every character, I need to relearn how to play the game. And that's where yeah, like, that's- I agree with you. Like to, I think if you're, if you're into the genre, that's part of the, uh, the attraction. But to me, that was always like, that's always what scared me off was like, I don't want to like, that's why I like a wrestling game. Like I hated like WWF attitude where you had to type in different combos to do your moves and stuff. But like in a wrestling game where it's just the, or like smash brothers where like the controller is the controller by and large, everyone's going to handle a little differently, but when you know how to play, you know how to do most of it. That's what I prefer. But again, it's the dedication that you've, hardcore fighting players put in to learning all these different characters and learning all these combos and knowing what combos for what characters work with what characters on which people. I, I just admire that dedication. I, and I mean that sincerely. I admire that dedication so much because I, I don't have I, it. I think, I think the biggest difference between fighting games and like RPGs and that is no matter what's going on, you're always thinking about what's coming up next. Yeah. Like when you de- when you're dealing with an RPG or an adventure game or whatnot, you you can actually uh, take your time and relax a little bit because you're going in certain directions or like even in a beat 'em up, you're still moving ahead. You got a second to breathe. You're going up. You're literally all you got to do is hit two buttons to beat up somebody. So yeah, yeah. Um, but but in a fighting game, you have to always, except for those little breaks until you. Uh, as you're learning who your next character is, you got to remember, okay, this character does this, this, and this. And then you're right at bang, here's your match. What what buttons is he going to push? What buttons are you going to push? How are you going to interact with that? How are you going to counter that? You, it, it's a constant game of chess going on nonstop. That's, that's where I was going to go. It's like an incredibly fast-paced game of chess. And I, I love and admire high-end chess play as well, but I'm also very bad at chess. So maybe that's why, I, like, if I can't do slow motion fighting games in chess, maybe that's why I suck so hard at fighting games because it's fast motion chess. Well, well, for me, there are some guys that I'll play online and all of a sudden I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to wrap all my buttons and hopefully fight dick. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm the same way too sometimes. I love it. Um... Mike, before we, is there anything we missed before I score this thing? Is there anything we didn't get off on this game? Like, is it, I like this game a lot. I like this game. Um, the only thing I can say is, in terms of things we might have, the only thing I can suggest is throughout the entire series, there is a uh, document. There's been documentaries made just on this series. Uh, biggest one you can talk about is Hold Back the Block. It's available on YouTube. Uh, check out that web channel and there's like an hour and a half premier doc um documentary based on killer instincts so oh okay yeah i might check i love that kind of like i love video game history so i might look that up what's it called hold back the block 
Hold back to block. Yeah. Hold back to block. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do with video games too. Oh yeah, me too. Fuck. I was just going to say, I, that's, I'm dude, just getting pounded. that's my favorite. That's my one thing I really like about fighting games is that I realized that, okay, as long as I hold back, I'm kind of safe. That's my, cause like, and I know it only lasts for a few seconds, but I just enjoy that few seconds before they get a hold of me. Well, so. that's, that's the reason why I play this and not Mortal Kombat. Cause Mortal Kombat, you actually have to hit a button to block. Ugh. And I'm just like, screw that. So bad at it. <laughs> um, all right. How, so, so, how are we going to win this, sir? I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a way. Uh, I'm looking for a way. There's no real numbers in it. Uh, you know what? Okay, how about it came out? Oh, no. You can play it in the quarters. Or you can play it in arcades. 25. 25 cents. So on a scale what? of 1 to 25. What would you score Killer Instinct? I almost said Mortal Kombat, but Killer Instinct. What would you score out of 25? Uh, back then, I would give it a solid 20. Now, I'd probably, I'd probably go at about the 17, 18 range. All right. Now, I'm just going to ask, like, is it not, like, do you don't think it's aged as well as a couple of the other? Like, because I, like, I know, like, Street Fighter people still, like, there's still Street Fighter 2 tournaments today. You don't see that about Killer Instinct. Like, do you just not think it's aged well, quite as well? Well, I think that uh, the, the biggest thing that's a detriment to this game is the fact that you play the Killer Instinct 2013 game. Uh, every issue that came, every issue that came up in, in this game was highlighted and fixed. In the uh, 2013 edition. All right, that makes sense. Like uh, like I mentioned with you with the uh, combo breaker system, you got to remember and hit a different key to change things around. And when it comes to the Killer Instinct 2013 game, the the actual button layout and what you have to do for certain attacks has been altered for a lot of the a lot of the fighters. So it's actually a lot easier to play them in the 2013 version than it than it is in the 94 game. Okay, that makes sense. Like if 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 I was going to recommend somebody who wanted to play this, I'd say go play 2013 first. Get yourself a feel for what's involved, and then you can make some slight adjustments when you go back down and check out the 94 game. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's see, I like that because I like I I hate when like a original version of a game just gets kind of forgotten about. Because of the like, I get it that like, oh, if a new version's better, it's better. I get that, like, it's improved, but like, I just it's it's the it's the old man in me that I'm just like, ah, oh, but don't. It's like Super Mario Kart. I understand that all the Mario Karts after Super Mario Kart are probably better than Super Mario Kart, but I'm like, it's still Super Mario Kart. Got to show it some love. I, I, so I get that. It, it's it's funny because this is one of those video games that was so glitchy in its original version. They actually had to send text out to every single cabinet in North America to install a new uh, new chip in it to upgrade the system to get rid of a few of the bugs. Oh, wow, release. I didn't know that. Holy fuck. This, this, this is one of the first games that actually got an update. Yeah, this was in, like day, day one patch. Day one patch, yeah. except it was day like 77 or whatever. And um, actually, if you, go, if you go into the Xbox Live, because uh, it is on uh, Game Pass Ultimate, free yeah. for everybody to play. Yeah. Um, if, if you go into the... Uh, uh, KI in there, you can actually play either the 1.4 version, that's the original one, full of bugs and all that great stuff, or the 1.5 version that's got it all cleaned up. Oh, I didn't know that either. Okay, well then, you know what? I'm going to chalk it up to I played the original version, and there was a bug, and that's why I couldn't land any attacks. 
I'm going to go by there that. It, was, it wasn't me. It was a fucking game. The game's broken. I told you guys, the game's fucking broken. The controller doesn't work. Fuck off. Uh, that works for me. It's lag. What, uh, what, are you, what are you rating it at? I probably... It's hard because like, I, I suck. Okay, well, the Game Boy version, I give like a 4 out of 25. Because I had that as a kid okay. and it was terrible. The actual game, dude, like I... I'll tell you, man, even when I fired it up the other night and I was playing with it, like I just, I have memories of this game. I'm probably going to go in around the like, yeah, I'll give it like a 17, 18 out of 25, like that's seven out of 10 area. I don't like, I, I don't feel a need to like, like, listen, I play Super Mario World every year. I play some retro games every year. I honestly don't know if I will ever sit down and turn Killer Instinct on again after this podcast ever. But it doesn't mean that I don't have good memories of it. And like I said, as a kid, this was the one that stuck out to me. I, to this moment, think this is the, I'm not going to say it's the best fighting game from that era, but it is, it's the, it's my favorite from the, from the era. So I love this game. I, I will say this. You're the, the one thing about fighting games and this might all, almost be the time where you have uh, a dual score, single player versus multiplayer. If you're playing with two people, the quality of this game goes up tremendously. Agreed, 100%. For the fact that if you're not playing the computer who actually knows what the hell it's doing, it it gets a lot easier for you when you have two people there that might have a minor knowledge of what's going on. Yeah, I feel playing like... it, even having it on the easy or the... Like, I tried it on easy yesterday. It was still insane. Yeah, I think fighting games are like amongst the genres that benefited the most of all from online play because oh, yeah, like, it, it's like it's like mario like that's why mario kart 8 is so special to me because i finally found a game that like i can play online at any time and find a competitive matchup same as tetris 99 whereas yeah like fighting games playing as a computer gets old fucking fast and unless you've got like a brother or sister or cousin like someone there that a roommate whoever somebody could play your game against like what else do you do online changes all of that so um <laughs> Yeah, ab- absolutely. I like this stupid game, man. I'm glad we did. We covered there. That co- that's my fighting game quota until the, about episode 200. We fucking got another fighting game out of the way, and now people will stop yelling at me for more fight. Listen, I want to cover your fighting games. I just suck. All right, so but they're coming slowly right. but surely. They're coming. Well that, well, that means you're gonna that means you're gonna have to bring me back here for another fighting game. You, yeah, fuck yeah, you got it. If you fucking if you can <laughs> if you you can cover for all of my incredible shortcomings, I feel like I've never I like most episodes of this show. I'm the pilot, and my guest is the co-pilot. I feel like I was the fucking like the co-co-pilot this week because i was like i i like the i like the skeleton with the sword and you're like yeah well this combo will work with this combo to do the super combo and the killer combo and i'm like the werewolf had teeth like that's what i fucking brought to this fucking episode um mike you're a busy man these days what else you got going on tell the people where they can find your stuff well well i was gonna segue into being you know a color commentator is always uh, the guy that has to bring up the extra facts for everything, right? Uh, yeah. Well uh, for people that don't know, not only do I have uh, my own Twitch stream, uh, twitch.tv slash Mike the Ref, uh, I'll actually be playing this. If you're, if you're watching, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, I'm actually going to be playing uh, the original KI on my stream uh, this evening. Uh, but also, uh, I am a uh, commentator for... Uh, two different promotions here in Edmonton, Alberta, Force Pro Wrestling, and more importantly, right now, the Clandestine Society, which uh, we have a new episode debuting here 
July 22nd, which will be the day after this show comes out. So we'll have uh, shows then and August 19th as well. So uh, Backbreaker Media is my homepage. Uh, feel free to uh, find me on Twitch and whatnot. I can always get you uh, information that you need. It's all free to watch. It is some of the best local wrestling that I've seen in North America in, uh, in a while here. I just I thought to cut you off, in- but I'll vouch. I'll vouch for that. Especially if, like, if you're listening to this and you watch Monday Night Raw every week, fucking just take a break and just check out Mike the Ref and check out the. I'm telling you, please for the love of you, owe it to yourself. Don't 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 do that anymore. This is don't, good. Don't, don't this do is that. Fun. There, there's a reason why I I stream on Monday nights because nobody needs <laughs> to watch Raw. And guys, seriously, check out Mike's streams. Mike is just like Mike is just such a good guy. He's a class act. He's been so supportive of Remember the Game over the years. Dude, fucking, like, he, I feel like sometimes he's more, po- not positive, but he's, he's, he's a, he's a bigger cheerleader for this show than I am sometimes. Mike is the fucking best. So, so, uh, check out his stuff. His information will be in the description of this podcast. And, uh, I didn't mean, sorry, Mike, did, was there more? To, did I, is that, did I ruin your, your, I wanted to cut in and take that dig at Raw. Did I fuck everything up? Oh please, dig, dig, dig there all you want. Here, right. I'm just saying. I got, I got a uh, on the YouTube channel. We just have a lot of wrestling and a lot of uh, fighting game uh, videos on there as well. Uh, for the month of June, we had a complete uh, list. The complete playthrough of Mortal Kombat Nine through Eleven is up there. Thirty videos for thirty days. So uh, feel free if you want to see the game and you don't want to break your fingers trying playing it. Feel free to give it a watch. I love it. Mike, you're the man, buddy. I'm so glad that we fucking it took a hundred and almost 160 fucking episodes, but we made this happen, and uh, it won't be 160 before we get you back on again. Well, I can fucking promise that, my friend. Two things I want to say before we go. Shoot. First of all, I I need to get you on my world here, so we're gonna have to find some way to get you on commentary here, working with me. <laughs> yes, I'm all over that. <laughs> and and number two, on behalf of all the hot dogs. Even the Saturnians, uh, even uh, yes, I know you. I, I heard you. <laughs> That's such a dick. I heard you. <laughs> They're like our fans. You. They're our fans. They're like our fucking fans. Are just a fucking. I, I was going to say, I, I heard, I heard you spit in, while I said that, but um, just want to say thank you for all the hard work that you do on this, and it's insane the amount of work that you that you put into this, and you can see the dedication and it pays off in spades from everything that we hear from you. So, and when are you going to put in that $30? Uh, I'm going to review a Saturn game. If I get enough Patreon to this level, uh, <laughs> install. I, you know what? I, I, uh, I can't, I, I just, my, my, my moral fiber is never going to allow that to happen. I told everyone, if the Canadians come back and win the Stanley cup, you'll get your Saturn game. And you know what? I'll, uh, first of all, thank you very much for the kind words. I appreciate that. And I'm just going to lock this in right now to anyone that made it to the end of this episode if the Montreal Canadiens ever win a Stanley Cup, ever, I will review a Saturn game on the show. And that is the only way it's ever going to happen. But I'm locking it in. If they ever win a cup, I'll be so happy. I will get just completely shit-faced on the show, and I'll review a Saturn game for everybody. So Thanks for never getting a Saturn game. Never getting a fucking... That's exactly. You're never getting your fucking Saturn game. <laughs> Mike, thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you, my friend. Take care.
And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Mike, thank you so much for giving me a call and basically carrying my ass through the Killer Instinct podcast. I appreciate it. And everybody, if you're interested in Mike's, check out Mike's work. It's fucking really good. All of his information is in the description of this podcast. If you're into pro wrestling, if you're into indie wrestling, if you just like nice people, Mike the Ref is worth your time. Give him a glance. So thank you, Mike. And of course, thank you to every single one of you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. We have grown into one of the most downloaded retro gaming podcasts on the internet, which is like, what? And it's all because of you, literally, because you guys are the ones doing the downloading. So thank you all so much. I really appreciate the support. If you want even more retro gaming goodness and you want to support the show with a couple of bucks of your money, check us out at patreon.com slash remember the game. Literally over 100 bonus episodes waiting for you. Two new episodes every week, plus Discord access, the ability to write in or be read on the show. You can DM with me. It's probably about the best value you're ever going to find for $2. And uh, if you want to see me stream... You can check us out. Just follow me on Twitch. It's member the game, not remember. Member the game. I recently dropped my affiliate status on Twitch, so I can't even take your subscriptions anymore. I'm not doing it to make money. It's just a way for me to hang out with the audience and have a good time. I spend as much time arguing with you guys and getting chirped by the audience as I do actually playing the games. A lot of fun. So throw me a follow over there and shoot me a postcard or a letter or something if you want to our p.o box is p.o box 69181 edmonton alberta canada t6v1g7 you can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com just shoot me something little let me know where you're listening i'll shoot you a postcard back and we'll be best friends because that's how the internet works that'll do it for this week's episode i'll be back three more times this week with podcasts and I'll be back next week with episode 159 of Remember the Game which I don't know what it's going to be about yet we have a couple recorded so I'll uh, I'll let you fucking sweat it for a few days but thanks for listening everybody you guys are the best I'll talk to you all again soon cheers Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons we could not have grown the podcast like we have without all of your support so I would like to take a moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game so a huge thank you to Dave, Makeshift, Money, Joe, Buck, Ben, Drinkin', Sharonic, Andre, Stupid, Monkey, Freezer, Burnt, Tyler, Michael, Mathis, Fake, McHugh, Joshua, Shenfield, Jeffrey, Mathis, Shaley, Keegs and his Stupid Arrow Handle, Jin and Chris, James Clark, Sean Razine, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Joe Gillespie, Nathan Warzica, Ashley Cronenbitter, Ben Bullio, Slick Rick, Evan Refuse, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Josh Morgan, Scott B, Rex Sheldon, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Divalk, Luca, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Joe Mack, Desert Tortoise, Jordan, Dylan, Do Howe, Kevin Hufford, Jason Cortez, The Good Enough Gamer, Frazier Burns, Brian McKay, Alex Martinez, April Sane, Nick Sills, Vlad Steen, Kyle Paul, Mark 209, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Matt Brown, Ben Boucher, Adam Anderson, Aaron Cuphall, Dan T, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Mackenzie Wheeler, Brandon O'Brien, Chris Campbell, Chuck Schlarp, Wyman Brooks, Yamcha, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Adam O'Shirello, Dario Omen, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Miklos Blackshaw, The T Word, Michael Hag, Mr. Nick, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, White Burrow, Chris Knife 007, Nathan Tremblay, Mark Jones, A Town, Andre SJA Flash, Brian Medeiros, Tom Kite, Danny Vega, David Ray, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Ryan Yeager, John Quack, Zane Donovan, Adam J, S2S, J Bear, Arpad Bodos, Ryan Kinchin, Tommy Reynolds, Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, Ryan Bayshore, Retro Ghosty Ghost, X Water, Vincent L, Very Cool Dude, Jay Clutch, Starl Probin, Tim Riel, The Giraffe, Jared, PB McFadden, G9 PSX, Tim L, Dominic S. Thompson, Martin Greenwood, David Schnatter, Wolverine Films, Peebs, Silver Grunion, Mr. Satan, Raging Demon, Poops Loomis, 8-Bit Bubby, Pat Duddy, MPG in Buffalo, James Anderson, Amy Gillen, Dana Wucherall, That One Kid Nick, Potato Bob Guy, Mad Shibs, Mercury 869, 
Derek, Jane, Rodrigo, Tomazi, Kelly, Jesse Clark, Pi Messiah, Sean Clifford, The Honest Pokemon Trader, Bracken Newcomb, Zoo Troy, M. Felf, A Novel Console, Kfabe5150, Example Text, AJ Jones, AJ Freeman, JB Retromania, Freddy Martinez, Ferdy Martinez. Nah, fuck, I made it that far without screwing one up. Ferdy Martinez, Brian Robbins, Troix Zuniak, Brendan Hine, Boognish, Wolfgang Darren, Lunch, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Mr. Meeseeks 0406, Derpimus Prime, Seriously Ron P, Sam Wright, Retro Bismol, Andy Hudson, John Byrne 86, Joshua Davis, Stephen, Stephen Fukasawa, Thor the Hammered, Kinslayer, Rogue Agent, Jafar McJr, Mega Man 2 OG, Good A, Goth C, Dane, Aaron Baker, Lord Finish, K-Jam, Electronic Emotions Program, Chris Copland, Spencer C. Weiss, Murat Pepper, Cody Poland, JMC, Logan Hale, Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Super Nintendo Dudes, Nathan Freak, Mike Burks, Trevin Sevenoak, Trevor Sevenoaks, Ryan McCowan, Kerry Wakawawa, Fob, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic 2K, Wolf Magic K21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlonde, Raul Aguilar, I worked at Subway, David Phillips, Corey Street, Gary Heather, Squints, John DeShazo, Tent Sparkster, Omega 88, Swedish Fifth, Swedish Fish, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Captain Cool, Tim Shambo, Joseph Gonzalez, Lee Spilling, Dan Wagner, Daniel McKee, Candido, K Cuz, Guest House Productions, Bones 02, S2 Von 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Seth Mayfield, Tom Calvert, Chris Freeman, Kyle Bolton, Scarlett, Zonko 504, Lee Sparks, A Sharp J, Oprah's Iron Fist, Tom Maya, Adam Ferrer, L. Sock, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Big G, Shannon Willis, Scott Roseberry, Karth from KOTOR, Sean Radford, Chance McCoy, Hammond Agger, Ronnie Sachs, Paul, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Dale Baker, Joe Kirby, Captain Ends Mega Man, Owen the Game, Furchuck, Super Dave, Plucky Beast, Matthew Day, Harmonies David, Game Nomad Messi, Tristan, Jerry Robinson, Emily Luna, Kenneth Michael Brown, Leigh Evans, Daniel Stidham, Nerdy Retro Gamer 86, Paul Holder, Darth Obvious, Master Boyg, Leon Nabskog, Trappers Keeper 1000, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Rob Strothman, Ryan Groinus, Kaiser Dragon, Pee Pee Poo Poo Cuckoo Pants, Kyle Dodd, Jared Bouchelin, Benjamin Johnson, Stu Bergerick, I, fuck, I suck at this. Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Borrow, The Gray Bearded One, Dan Taylor, Swanny. Swanee, Hayes87, Lukey Mull, Danny Proudfoot, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Angel Cortez, Dusty Salad, Chris Meisner, Randy Barrage, Neo Nevis, Andy Spilling, Brian Spritzer, Michael Clark, Inhuman Sumo, Chalupa Cabra, Thomas Simmons, Sean Byron, Rocker Dude, Saskatch- Saskatchewan River Pirate, What Great Gaming, Mikey NL83, I Am the Mutt, Juga, Sony Kid Magazine, Brian Sherborne, Joseph Champetti, Adam Fisher. Oh my god, that's a lot of names, and I probably fucked up half of them. But thank you very much for the the support, everybody. I really appreciate it. I'll record another one of these at the beginning of August, and uh, I'm sure I'll screw a bunch of your names again. But thank you, guys. You're the best. Love you. Cheers.